0: Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre.
1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. Tonight, we're talking short tail pythons with Mick Botini from Cold Blooded Earth. I hope you're coming and joining us in a few minutes. Um, and we're also going to be hitting on the, uh, the topic of, uh, going full time with reptiles. Cause I know that's something that Owen's been wanting to do for a while. Dear God, no I- insurance leave world leave behind the insurance <laughs> world behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> yes and no, <laughs> you know, I, again, I don't think I have the, you know, courage to do that and, uh, more props to people like. Uh, Nick, who do do it? Uh, you know, you're clearly braver than I am. So probably yeah. also more, fun, more more you know on top of your finances. I just spend money like an idiot.
1: So yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to be super tight with everything when you're uh, when you're doing that because no no
2: more no more random snake show pickups. I mean, you can't do that.
1: Yeah. That was a question that I was going to ask them, like, you know, especially when you're doing, you know, a specific, uh, you know, uh, I guess you would call them a complex, uh short tail Python. Um,
2: yeah. 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 I would. I mean, complex. of, four pythons. of them now.
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So if you had those, uh, you know, you have to be very critical about what you're bringing in, because I would imagine that you have uh, X amount of money set aside for new projects and and reinvesting into your, into your, uh, into your business. And like, you wouldn't be able to just like pick something up to see if you like it and try it out. You know what I mean? Like you might, well, here's the thing is you might,
2: but now everything is weighed on it where it's like, you're you're selling the animals, you're breeding the animals, and now the choice bec- comes between furthering a project that you already have established or picking up a new one. Which is going to be better for you financially? Which one's going to bring you more of, uh, you know, more babies to bring in? Do you take the risk? Like, if I were to do this full time, do you think I would waste cages on white-lip pythons? probably not <laughs> so, and, unless I got them unless I got them to breed I mean like you know it's not like the whole I can sit there and oh man I hope they go oh they didn't go oh well it's like at a certain point I got to call it quits because they're taking up cage space t- to animals that could breed for me and turn a profit so
1: yeah yeah I mean I mean, I would love to do it just from the aspect of just working with my animals all day. But on the flip side of that, it's like, you know, I, well, you I don't know. Here's, I, I, the... I, I... Go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I, was... I said that, like, you know, I, I'm going to do it, but it'll be when I'm like 70 and retired, and I'll drive around yeah. snake shows on my little rascal <laughs> scooter.
1: <laughs> we know you somebody know. that does that. Yep. <laughs> we, yes, we do. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear about it. And, um, I was looking at his website. He has, uh, he, he's one of the few that actually have a website that's, uh, up to date at www.com, uh, site. Um, but, uh, we're going to talk to him about he just put up a building, a snake building on his property. We'll talk about oh, that and then some of the projects that's he's want. got going on. Yeah, we haven't talked short tales in a while, and uh, Nick's a good dude, so uh, we're going to talk about what he's got going on, so should be cool. What's yeah, going on with you? Have, have, oh.
2: Well, I mean, it. we have to have another short tale episode so that when I get all the things wrong uh, during Tinley, Matt can further scream at me for like, you know, you've had <laughs> these people on multiple times and you still don't understand what the hell's going on here. (laughs) And I'll be like, yeah, apparently. So, yeah. Um,
1: Oh, I was talking to Rob today and, um, he's (laughs) working on the, uh, five talking about saying things. Um, he's working on the, no, the six year, six year anniversary show. And Mm. there's a, there's a comment in there that, uh, don't worry. I got zinger too, but there's a zinger for you that, uh, it's pretty funny
2: <laughs> there's dude like again i've told i said this numerous <laughs> times i can't remember the bullshit that i've said like yeah. after a day and the fact that rob stone remembers six years ago I it, it's annoying actually it's like you
1: know <laughs> come on yeah yeah well you got to remember they re-loof. listen to what we say we just say... I don't know why, I don't know why they do that. Listening to it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, they're listening to Um, Let's see. So, what's going on with you? Anything new? Anything in the uh, Rogue nothing Reptile new. camp? <laughs> uh,
2: nothing new per se. I got a long list of stuff that I want to get done down in the snake room this weekend because we got that extra day of Monday. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you a know, bunch of racks and stuff that I want to get up and running. Um, as well as, uh, I want to start getting some for sale ads out there because I started realizing that I have a lot of babies still here. So um, I got my IJs to eat. Uh, they both ate wonderfully and right. now are both in a shed. So um, I'm already doing better with them than I've ever done with any other IJ. so um
1: was it uh a trick used or they just went from just being they just
2: went they just went i mean uh the granite had fed with jason over at his place the het granite had not i got Mm -hmm. them here i kind of gave them a week to chill and then i offered the food and they both like uh, murdered it like they came flying out at it so i'm like all right then so um that was awesome and i enjoyed that um So then we'll just see how everything else goes, Uh, trying to get ready for the season because uh, little little do, you you know, it's right here. It's right on us. We're about to be in September, which means you got 30 days before the cool down, I mean, before the star starts. And then we're in October and it's over. So it's like, oh, crap. I really hammer out what the hell I'm doing over here. So, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, today it felt like fall. Where yeah. at least in my opinion, but um I think it's going to be like a hundred degrees this weekend, so yeah, <laughs> but today was wet, and it, I, I don't know, it just felt like fall here, but uh now,
2: a question for you is that going into the season, this is your first season in your new house, hmm and given what happened last year with the weather, where like we were running around in shorts at Christmas time, um will you? delay depending on what the weather outside's doing?
1: I try to use that as a guide. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think what I have, well, what I did not last year, but the year before what I did is instead of dropping, like typically I would, I would stop feeding at Halloween. And yes. um, I mean, I would start cooling down at Halloween but I would stop feeding in October 1st. But right. now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to stop feeding on Halloween and then start dropping the temps basically in November.
2: I agree is so, what I'm probably
1: going to end up doing is
2: because a lot of times with December being so warm that it has been the past couple of years, it just would mean that you have, you don't get the colder weather to drop everybody down until like January, February. So, it's almost like what you want to do is kind of push it back where, you know, don't, don't feed everybody throughout, uh feed everybody throughout October. Don't feed from November. And then like, I don't know, Thanksgiving is now your date when you start dropping temps and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I think, I think a way that I could possibly get around it because in my snake room, I have um, a window. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, again, like for me, I, I I have normal temps during the day at night right. is where I drop the temps. So um, the thinking is, is that I could open the window and maybe get the temps down because I really only shoot for hitting the bottom 70 um, because I'm not really doing anything that requires lower than that. So yeah. my my lowest that I go currently is, you know, high 60s, 70 degrees. Um and everything seems to do pretty good just as long as it can uh get back up. Now, I may have to I don't know, that's a good question for uh for Nick when he comes on cuz I still do have mm-hmm. some uh, some bloods and short tails. I don't I don't know if they can take See, to me the trouble that I always had with them is they seem to be those snakes that are just like right in the Goldilocks zone. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't like it too hot. They don't like it too cold, just as long as you hit it right there. And, you know, just, just that right, you know, perfect temperature, not really above, I want to say 84, maybe, you know, you know what I mean? They're like in that 78 to 82 range. And if you keep them there, then they do great. But if you sort of, you know, go outside of that, sometimes it could be trouble. At least in my experience, it's been trouble. You know the couple of ones that I had that uh that that died was because I had like a a spike in the temp um yeah it was before I had like the uh the uh room heater on a thermostat, so I would just like turn on that heater and it kind <clears> of <throat> usually stayed pretty pretty uniform but um uh when I was just moving in the temperature spiked up, and you know the room is uh I mean, like right now, my room, the highest it ever hits is, I think, 85 ambient. So Yeah. Um,
2: uh, I'm, 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 it's one of those things where I used to just drop everybody down and then raise everybody up. So uh, I will do that, especially because now I have all the proper, you know, herb stats and all the wonderful little droppings and stuff that they can do. So I have all that set. And I also have the rack set up in the cold room for all my colubrids and my bread lie and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so it'll be one of those things where at nighttime it will drop down a few degrees and stuff like that so the beginning of the drop will start around i don't know uh, we'll say five o'clock and then it'll hit its coolest and then it'll stay at it's coolest for a few hours and then it will start raising back up so right around eight o'clock in the morning it's the temperatures are coming back up to normal it hits peak temperature around noon time, so they have their time and then it starts dropping back down and that's what it does um and the only time i've ever had difficulty with animals that have gotten sick is last year i brought in i i, I got a tiger coastal at tinley park in october and put it in the same cage systems as everybody else and did everything else and it cycled it got huge it was breeding with my males it was doing all that fun stuff and then it got sick, because it I, it was not used to what I had planned for it. It's almost like the I, I've kind of been toying with the idea and I haven't really been brought my be able to bring myself to do it of wintering all my snakes, including even the little ones, to get them prepared for what winter is like when they're old enough. So
1: I don't know. That's what I do, you know. I know that's what you do, but before. I can't.
2: I can't be like you entirely because then we have nothing to argue about on the show. (laughs) So there are certain lines that I will not cross for my own comfort that (laughs) we have to, we have to continue going back and forth for eons about. So, you know, we know it's the end of days. If Owen cools all his animals and does maternal incubation. Okay. (laughs) then
1: we know Uh, everything is over.
0: So, Speaking of right. maternal
1: incubation. What of it?
0: <laughs> I no, forgot about the OMAX special. That,
1: I'm going to kick that little hobbit's ass when I see him. <laughs> the OMAX special. So I hate for everybody. That,
2: that better <laughs> everybody. not start. <laughs> well, the problem so is you it. throw something out there like that, <laughs> and immediately the jackals like ascend. The first person right on it is wrapped in me where it's like, I really hope this doesn't turn into a thing. Howard Redding, right there. And I'm like, and it's over. Uh-huh. Now it's done. Him, <laughs> Bill, you. And I'm like, it's over. Yeah. Now now it is a thing. Now now it's going to be, uh, like, a year from now, I'm going to watch a ball python hatching its eggs. It'll be like the OMAX special. The Reptile Report <laughs> is going to be reporting on it. And they won't know why it's called the OMAX special, but I will, and it'll uh-huh. piss
0: me off. So, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was that was that was pretty funny. No, no, no. Uh, I yeah, spit, you know, I, I spit my Rod
0: coffee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the OMAX special. Goddamn, Rod Stone. I mean, come
2: on. <laughs> uh, I can't turn so, my back on you people. Whether it's Rob Stone coming out of the woodworks with the OMAX special, Chris Salemi threatening to buy me every single piece of clothing he comes across that has any picture of a Yeti or Bigfoot <laughs> on it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, n- next year I'm gonna get you a Bigfoot uh cast. Don't. Like, <laughs> Please don't <laughs> signed by uh what's the, what's don't. that guy's name that uh don't on, don't I'll burn it
2: in front of you. Please don't do
1: this. <laughs> the big guy. Who's the big I don't guy? Care. Bobo. Bobo I believe well, a
2: moron. <laughs> <laughs> of course his name
1: is Bobo. <laughs> I think that's his name.
2: It better not uh, be, otherwise that thing needs to be taken out of the gene pool. But oh, you man. know, no. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Rob
1: Rob Stone, um, he did a uh, maternal incubation clutch, but it was for ball pythons, and uh, uh, he posted it up, and the shenanigans ensued. So (laughs) shenanigans (laughs) always ensue,
2: and uh, what I like is also, speaking of shenanigans, you posted up, um, you got a copy of the Reptiles magazine with CoverGirl on the front. Yes. Which is hilarious because I'm like, I think I have that one. And then I went downstairs and I checked because at one point when I was working for the zoo, one of the guys that worked there, uh, he was an old herper guy. He had indigos, which are gorgeous. Um, Um, He literally drove up with like four boxes full of magazines. And he's like, these are the reptiles and the vivariums and all that crap I've collected over the years. Do you want them? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I've thrown them down there, and every once in a while when something comes up with, like, you know, when Nick was like, there's this article in this reptiles magazine that every Morelli Python person should read because it it goes through that. I'm like, I wonder if I have that one. I do, and then I read it. I'm like, okay, cool. So, like, I have uh, have the one downstairs that has the – I think I have the Vivarium downstairs that has the original ad for the Tiger Carpet Python.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Yeah, so that's downstairs. And then I also – which is awesome. I, I I forget which one it is, and it's in the stack, and I'm like, I should really, like, separate the important ones from all this crap, you <laughs> yeah. and you mentioned CoverGirl, and I'm like, I wonder, and there it is, so it's cool when you think about that stuff, because it's almost like this, those those things are important Morelia stuff, you know, CoverGirl, and the CoverGirl line is because of all that, and then, like I said, that Tiger ad is what brought Tigers to the forefront, so... So all that yeah
1: stuff. <clears throat> there was um there was i i've been lo- so i got this diamond not that i really not that i really follow anything that's uh in the article but it was still good right. to have as, as some <laughs> as a reflection but um uh the diamond python article with uh, yep. i think it's Dan Shearers that, that did it and he put him in yeah. his garage at fifty degrees and shit. In in, um, in
2: in big styrofoam
1: coolers or something crap. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty neat to uh read back read it. But what what's fascinates me most about looking at those old reptile magazines is the difference between how it is today and mm-hmm. how it was back then, you know. And what's really funny I, I meant to ask Howard this, but I was looking in this uh, reptiles magazine, and in the back, it had Redding Reptile Breeder, so I don't know if that was him <laughs> or if he bit the name off of somebody, but I, I'm going to take a picture of it and put it up so we can uh, poke at him a little bit, but um, oh, please. I was, I'm oh, looking please at it. I'm like, Seriously, has he been? Did he rip this off, or is is this? Is he been doing it this long? Because I know he's been doing it a while, but I, I, haven't I didn't been doing it a while. But, like well, that,
2: I don't remember what he was doing with it. And also, like when was the art? When was that one published?
1: Two
2: thousand nineteen ninety nine. No, I don't think he's been in it that long.
1: Because
2: he, well he might. He might. Howard's old. Close to 20 I years.
1: Mean... <laughs> yeah, it just didn't seem a very Howard move, you know what I mean? Like, He doesn't seem like it's... the type of guy that would be putting a, well, a for sale ad in the back in the classified section of uh... – well, no, I'm not that even does, talking about –
2: that, that does sound like him, um, but, <laughs> it's, um... but it's – But it's not in
1: – it's not even in the part where it's like you see the business. You know how like you get right. a little square or whatever? I'm talking yeah, about yeah. in the actual classifieds, like wanted, man-seeking woman, like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, Is that
2: what it said? Because that sounds exactly like Howard. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: He would put that in a reptiles magazine, and now yeah. we don't even need to ask him anymore. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. God. But um, no, what 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 um what could be – because they need to start uh, – I, I kind of need to figure out when – when Howard's collection started, because I kind of thought that Howard and I were really in the Morelia game around the same time uh, with the building of the collections and stuff like that. But uh-huh. we didn't start breeding until uh, probably around the same time, around the 2009, 2010 uh, That's what I thought. Years. But... but here's the thing is that if he was starting to build his uh, carpet collection, and he mm-hmm. had already had the Redding Reptile Breeders thing listed. He may have posted it up in the classifieds to try to either move some animal that he had extra of, or maybe he was shifting over from carpets to something else. So, or yeah. we need to just interrogate him online, and we'll get the full story.
1: Yeah, I yeah. have to, <clears throat> I have to find it and uh, and get it going. But it uh, uh, looks like we got uh, Nick on the line here so uh let's get them on and let's get it going short tail talk hey nick welcome back to morelia python radio glad to have you how you been
3: hey guys thanks for having me again Eh, no problem we do this every week so
1: (laughs) exactly yeah we haven't talked short tails in a while and uh i know some people needed their short tail fix and you know, you got some awesome awesome projects going on, so uh we figured we'd catch up with you and see what you got. So what what's like the uh maybe let's start there. Let's talk about some of the cool stuff that you hatched out from uh twenty seventeen. Uh I think
3: uh, you know, the best clutch for me was the VPI stripe Line hypo to the golden eye. Um and that just threw really funky stuff, you know. I know you guys wanted to talk about the hypo gene, so um might as well jump in and I'll give you my best shot at it, you know, like anything, anything blood python, it's kind of, you know, there's no real straight rules with some of this stuff. It seems like, you know, Uh and the more we get, the more we get into it, um, it seems, you know, questions pop up. Mm
4: -hmm. Um,
3: so with the hypo gene, it seems like it's tied into the stripe. Um, I don't know if it's been separated out. I haven't seen one. So it seems like if you're going to have a hypo, it's also going to be stripe or super stripe. <clears throat> Which is cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, the stripe line right out of uh, Tracy's stuff. It's not, you know, um, there's no crossover there. It's, it's just straight VPI stripe line hypos. And then uh, the sun glow from that stripe line is albino, super stripe hypo. And that animal really shows off, um, the hypo gene the best.
1: Okay. Now, did you produce any of that with albino or you just made HETs this season?
3: Um, I did albino and their HET hypo. So I have uh, VPI stripe line, albino golden eyes, HET hypo. Um, I did produce three of those and they're just on, they're just outrageous. I mean, I can't wait to work them into um, other stripe stuff and, and, potentially Sunglow, you know, I mean, really the, the possibility with
1: that project is kind of, kind of endless. So.
3: Yeah. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm looking on your uh, Facebook page right now and, uh, I was just, I'm going to share it over in our chat, but, um, man, the thick, thick stripe. That's kind of what I love, uh, with, is that always with her line of stripes, that real thick, uh, backstripe?
3: Uh, it can be. It varies. You know, the dam to that clutch is a super stripe, so she isn't as thick as those golden eyes. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the the sun glows that she has are, you know, that big thick stripe down the back, and um, you know the, the color just pops. I mean, they're unbelievable, and you know, they kind of get. Um, it gets gets confusing with you know the way that that trait works since it hasn't been separated and it's not really like a ghost you know hypo like a ball python mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a little bit more subtle and there's just but there's something to it you know it's not just oh well you know it's another stripe but there there's something there and i'm hoping with this golden eye clutch um, that it gives us a, an avenue to explore that farther
1: so is it working like it's just reducing the um, the black? Is that is that how it's it's working like typical hypo? Or yeah. There... It, yes, I mean you know when you
3: look at them online, if you look at the the dam or or the I have a male as well, um, the pictures show black, but in person it's like purple.
1: Okay. So it's really <laughs> cool. really
3: it's really hard to to capture um, on camera, you know, I, you know, getting a good picture of them is really difficult and seeing them in person. It's like, Oh yeah, that's different. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's that easy. Um, right. So, you know, it's just, it's just hard to, to capture that, but there's definitely something to it. Um, and what it exactly is, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but you know, I, I hope to be able to explore it a little bit more now that it's in a, a different mutation as well. And it's outside of just stripe to stripe.
1: Gotcha. So when you're saying it's HET, is it working? I know you're saying you really don't know how it works specifically, but is it similar to like what Matt calls HET Ocelot type of thing? Is that,
3: uh, it seems to be more recessive, but it's tied into the stripe. Gotcha. Okay. You know, so you can't, you can't, I've never seen just a hypo that wasn't striped, for example. Um, so it seems like it's tied into that way, but it does appear to be recessive.
1: Okay. <clears throat> I gotcha. So it's probably like in carpet python world, Ocelot is ta- tied to the Jag. Like mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay.
3: Cool. So it's, you know, I don't know if we can separate them out. Um, this entire golden eye clutch was, was all striped since the female was super striped. So, um, you know, we'll just keep moving forward with it. I mean, you know, a lot of these projects are really in their infancy. Um, and it's just it's just picking stuff to keep back and, and working it all out step by step. You guys know how it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Eric, more than me, I
2: just kind of throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the idea is to fully separate these morphs and then see what they kind of look like all by themselves, and then would you want to try to combine them with other things to see what? Yeah, that I mean, has? you know,
3: well, with what I'm going to try and do with that Goldeneye clutch is mm. do um, Goldeneye sun glows. Okay. And then you know, I mean, you're going to end up throwing magpie in that mix, um, and and make it even more complicated. So I don't want to make it too easy for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all that.
2: They, they've, they've tried to make it easy, and I still don't get it. So it's really, at this point,
0: <laughs> nothing is going to
2: work here. And Matt Minnetola will continuously
3: bang his head against the
2: wall while he talks to me about these
3: things. But anyway, um, might as well just yeah, keep he's got going. Even, you know, it's, it's even harder with Borneo's. I mean, you know, that's a whole different, that's a whole different game.
0: <laughs> yes. I, I, might,
2: I might try to really piss him off during the drive at Tinley this year and just wait for someone to bring up Borneos and be like, wait, they're not Bloods or something like that? And then watch. I have to make sure it's on his right. turn to drive. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. Start it off He'll on the right foot. Us. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. He's a pretty big guy, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll never want to be behind me again at Hamburg. So, um, all that fun stuff. Cool. All
3: right, so that was a good uh, one. And then uh, the Pixel Clutch that I did yes. this year. Um, oh yeah. Really <laughs> weird stuff. And yeah. <clears throat> uh, there's probably two or three things going on based on the look of that clutch. Um, uh-huh. But I have no idea where that stuff came from.
1: <laughs> Is that the crazy looking, like, uh, for a lack of a better thing to describe it, like, like almost like a pinstripe ball python, like that real thin stripe? That's that clutch, right? Yep. That was that clutch. So it was that, that real yellow
3: looking animal with the pinstripe and yeah. two really high intense colored pixels. Um, and then one with this just bizarre pattern, um, a really weird golden eye was in that clutch. And then the two normals that hatched as well were just, they're, they're they're weird looking, you know, they're not, they're not what you would expect out of a clutch like that. So I'll, I'm going to be holding all those back and seeing how those develop forward. And, um, Again, so, see if I can just play with it and figure out what's going on. Right. What would you call this thing? I mean, what, what what would it be?
2: Does it even have a name, or are you on the cusp of something brand new here?
3: I think I'm on the cusp of something brand new there. Okay. Um, so, and obviously um, again, you gotta... I'm terrible at naming stuff, so I just – you know, I don't know. It's cool. I would give you some of my <laughs> names, but I think, but I think Matt would just hate me even more if we started naming
2: stuff, and he'd have to like you know regurgitate like hippopotamus. So you know that's you know, hilarious. like you know all that fun stuff. But, um, that's awesome. And is it kind of a little frustrating when you're like, great? Now I have to keep all of you.
3: So you know, it's <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, it is and it isn't. Um, right. It, it makes it fun. And, uh, I don't know. I just, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And then, you know, with that clutch, I've got some normals, so I can see, you know, at the first level, if there's anything there and just, you know, maybe do normal to normal or, uh, you know, one of those offspring to something else completely unrelated to see what comes out just to, just to give us an idea of, of what's going on there. So,
1: right. I, are they still bringing in uh, blood pythons with, you know, with possibilities of, of having, I, I don't see it as much, I guess in the blood Python world as like, you would see it in the uh, uh, ball Python. Cause I mean, carpets, forget it. We can't import nothing, but you know, yeah, you, you guys, guys can import anything. stuff. <laughs> no, we don't get any fun. So is that something that, uh, that, I don't know. Is that something that people do? Like if you see something cool, because it seems like with with short tails, there's a lot of uh, what I call um, uh, you have a lot of vision. You can really like selectively breed for some really cool, uh, cool traits and stuff. You know, have have you ever thought about doing anything along those lines? Ask him the Um, question you
2: want to ask him, you know, Nick. Do you like Dinker Projects?
1: Do you do Dinker Projects? <laughs> Are there Dinker Projects just, in Blood Python? Will
2: you
3: just get to the point? Yeah.
0: Just say it. Jesus,
3: say it. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there. Um, right. You know, and getting new blood into collections um, at anytime you can is good. Yep. Um So, you know, I'm all for people doing that. I don't see as many mm. uh Yeah, that's why I asked. Stuff. I don't I mean, really
0: see it. Yeah.
3: You don't see a ton of it. You know, you see some babies here and there will pop up, um, and they'll end up on, you know, a wholesaler's list or something. Um, Because I know there were were a couple guys that were bringing them in uh, for a while, you know, and and selectively picking for different – I'm not seeing a ton of that stuff anymore. You know, you just don't – In general, you don't see a lot of stuff coming in like it used to.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's – it seems like uh, it's few and far between. Even with like, even with scrub pythons, like I, mm. I, I know Owen, you you would probably be into that as well, but I I don't see certain, that either. Certain
2: scrubs, you, you yeah. I, you talked about this,
1: yeah, yeah. But um, cool. It, it, Nick, is it kind of
2: a little? it's kind of is it difficult to focus in on these projects because I assume the picture that uh eric threw up of the five uh little snakes they're all siblings so the variation is it kind of hard to zero in on what you're looking for like it almost looks like you could build five different projects off the five different babies that were hatched out of that clutch so out of that pixel clutch
3: yeah yeah yeah, I mean, you you, you could, you know, um, and it is, it can be, it can be really tough. And it, you know, it's especially to stay focused on staying, right. on, on staying you could it's bounce cool. around like, all over the place. <laughs>
2: Stuff you know, that's so
3: cooler than the other ones. Yeah, I got you. Right. You know, but as they mature, you know, because they're going to go through a big color change. Right. So, you know, they'll start to change and, and mature. And then, uh, you know, as they start to get some size, I can pick and choose what exactly I want to do or refine or, or prove out, you know, mm. that kind of thing um, as they get, get bigger, um, you know, and, and I guess it goes back to, I mean, you know, I'm going to keep all of them. So I'll just kind of figure it out. Right. It, it just would seem more. Cause I mean, like, I almost want to say that the,
2: you know, I used, like, I think carpet clutches are variant, but look at these guys, but you get the same variation in a carpet clutch, but usually when there's a morph involved. So it's like, I know, the difference between my caramels, my caramel jags, my possible super caramel jags, and, you know, my normals, then I can pick and choose, and I know who goes where and what goes what. And yep. they all kind of look a little bit different, but without the genetics kind of being hammered down, it, it almost like, it means like, it, it almost makes everybody kind of important. So yeah. it's, it's, I, I can see <laughs> exactly. where that would be a little annoying <laughs> or difficult <laughs> to kind of
3: weed out a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be you know time consuming, um, mm. and in a long process. I think you know it's not something that I you know I want to jump into and name right away and be like yeah this is a new thing or it's just you know one step at a time and we'll yeah. figure out what's there and and because yeah. uh, you know I mean I know what the parents were yeah so it's like yes there are there are pixels and yes this is a golden eye even though it's strange looking and and then it's you know the two curve balls and you know, uh, you know, play with those, they are opposite sex. So, um, you know, I'll be able to know a little bit more, probably two or three years and then a little bit more after that. Um, you know, and when you get into some of these projects, a lot of the groundwork's been done. So if you look at what, you know, Keith McPeak had done with blood pythons up until he got out, it's like, well, he was doing all of that legwork, and then we right. jump in, and it's like you take this snake, you take that snake, and this is what you get. But it took him a long time to get there, and that stuff is still going on, right?
1: Yeah, people forget that stuff. You know, <laughs> they want that yeah, uh, like... instant gratification uh, nowadays. But cool. So, so what else did you have uh, from twenty seventeen?
3: Um, let's see. I did those two. Um, I hatched a T positive albino 007, which I just, I love. I mean, it's a beautiful snake. I need to get an updated picture of it, but I have it up on my Facebook page. Um, and I think, you know, with, with some of the, the projects like positive ivory T positive 007, the T the positive albino really enhances that mutation. So I'm really excited about having her to raise up. Oh, uh, I did a couple Borneo clutches, which ended up being really cool. Um, and then the Borneo thing is just, well, you guys know, you're friends with Matt. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of that, um, uh, I think I saw you had, didn't you have like granite super stripe stuff? Uh, was that from this past year? Yes, super it was stripe.
3: I did um yeah, granite yeah super it was pretty stripe cool stuff. granite super stripe and it just you know threw a, a whole variety of different looks and um, you know striping and,
1: and granites and yeah you know I don't know maybe you can comment on this but I think the cool thing for me uh when I, you know for for short tails is the fact that even though you have morphs involved in it it's just like I don't know if you're if you if you're breeding for an albino, let's say of any, any type of snake, right. You're just going to get albinos, Mm -hmm. but like with, with short tails, it's like, you're going to get these that look like this. You're going to get some that look like that. And you're (laughs) going to get some that look like that. It's just like, that must be so cool when they're hatching out of the egg because there's such variation in just one clutch. It's like, Oh yeah. I mean,
3: it's really wild, you know, and and it, it is so hard because you know the the worst they look is the day that they're patched right so you know you're looking at this clutch that's you know varied from you know pattern and and color and everything and then it's like well what are they going to look like in 3 years and you have i mean you can tell i mean i've sold some stuff that I'm just like oh why did i do that <laughs> um, <laughs> you know Been so there. it's, there's there's so much variability and i think that's what kind of can make the the genetics of like well, what do I get if I breed this and this? And it's like, well, you'll get this, but you know, it might look like that. Yeah. So it's it's harder to to just be like, yeah, here's head albino to here head albino, like in ball pythons, and you get and you know what to expect, you know? Right. So it makes it fun. It makes it different. Um, it just there's a whole different level to it, and then you can. You know mix in line bread normals and and you start throwing real red stuff and i mean there's so many avenues you can go with these snakes
1: yeah yeah so like well here's a question like if you if it like how do you even start a project like i mean because there's so many different things that it could throw like how how do you go about like picking a pair like, what's your process? Are you, are you just looking for phenotype to phenotype, or are you looking, I mean, bloodlines, or you know? Yeah, I
3: mean, you can go, you know, any any way you want, really. Um, you know, Kara uh, gave me some advice once that, you know, if the offspring don't have the potential to be better looking than their parents, then don't pair them. Yep. Um, you know, advice. and I've really tried to <laughs> I've really tried to take that to heart because then you're just, you're elevating the species to the next level or trying, right. mm-hmm. um, you know, instead of just being like, yeah, I got these two cool snakes, whatever. I don't really care. Um, you know, when you, when you approach them that way, because they are so variable and so different, um, right. think, you know, you end up with better results. Right. I would agree.
1: <laughs> I'm writing that down as you, as you're saying, it. if the offspring don't <laughs> have the potential to be better than the adults, <laughs>
3: Don't pair, don't them. pair don't, them. Don't don't yeah. pair them. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's,
3: a good, that's a good line. You know, Owen, I'm going to
1: use that on some carpet people at some point. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You'll probably piss a bunch of people off in the process. But that's all right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'd
1: smack you if if I'm yeah. like, look at my
2: pairing, and you start typing. You know, if the offspring, I'd smack you. So yeah. You
1: I'm going to have that on like a automatic copy and paste uh, <laughs> ready to go. Copy paste uh, just have it
3: there. Just enter just it over it and there. over again. Exactly.
1: Like <laughs> yeah, that
2: along with cool. you'll never know unless you talk to the breeder. Yeah, there you go. And that's all you so, need to get through half of what's <laughs> discussed on the carpet stuff. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so, how many like how, well, so how many clutches did you do in 2017 in
3: this past I year? I did um nine. Nine. Okay. Ooh. Yep, I did nine of them. Um, I also have a small cla uh small clutch of um, um, Sumatran short tails or black bloods. Um, yep. So I'm probably probably gonna hang on to them, um, just because the clutch was small and I need them for myself. Um, and then <laughs> they're mine. I also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the best thing, right? You don't have to buy them. yeah, um, and then I also did uh golden eye to um, a line bread red. Uh, it was, it's called Red Bull line. Uh, uh-huh. Al Brown, Al Brown developed that line. And um, those, those golden eyes came out just unbelievable. Big fat stripes, just really pretty. And that's, again, yeah. it goes, you know, back into what, um, you know, I mean, when you, when you try and put parents together like that, it gives you a little bit more of an idea of what to expect um, and then, yeah, and then it's just, you know, I wanted to work more red into golden eyes and I want to keep doing that, you know, cause some of that just normal red stuff is, I mean, they're like the best snakes around, you know, no morphs, just, just red.
1: Yes, I would agree. Um, I have a, I have a female, um, from that that's just, uh, just the red blood and, it's one of my favorites just <laughs> because it's just I – mean, it's you know, it's just – there's nothing special it's hard, they're about it. hard to it. beat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a red python, you know?
3: Um, right. I mean, and some of those, you know, lime bread, reds like that sell for more money than morphs do, and, and the clutches sell out before they're even hatched. I mean, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it seems like with those, there's a couple lines like uh, Martyr, the Red Bull, you know, all these lines are are similar to like, it seems like what I would say is like what they did with jungle carpets, you know, and like those Mm -hmm. lines seem to command higher dollars and sell faster because they're just the potential to just keep making them better and better. Just, you know,
3: exactly. Seems like, like, you know, like those jungle carpets were just like highlighter yellow and jet black. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, exactly. And, and
3: this is this the same kind of thing, you know, so yeah, Kevin Martyr stuff is, I mean, but you know, and he always does these comparison pictures of babies to, you know, the sub-adult and adult, and it's just like, wow, I mean, they change as much <laughs> as a green tree python does,
1: I mean, it's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, that's cool, so <clears throat> the, you also did uh, Caramel Albino, right, some options too, right?
3: Uh, I did those
1: last year. Last year, okay. Yeah, gotcha.
3: Yeah, I did yeah, those there's... last year. Um, and those are like the, I mean, the best pet snake. They're a little bit smaller than a lot uh-huh. of our other bloods, um, and they're they're absolutely gorgeous. They come out eating really well every time, and they're just uh-huh. tame. I mean, they're just so tame. Cool. Yeah, I like them. I a love lot. working they're, with those snakes. They're really cool.
1: Yeah, are they the uh, – would you say that the Sumatrans are the underdog in the short-tail world? Are they the ones that people seem to not be as excited about? Um, no, I mean, again, you know, no. some of those the really,
3: really dark ones are, are a hot commodity right now. You know, The, okay. uh, the demand is high, high for them. So, you know, again, those are fetching pretty good prices, just as quote-unquote normal. So, um, you know, it, there's just not the – more variety in them that there is in porneos and reds gotcha the line the line stuff is
1: i mean it's hard to beat a black snake a big 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 black (laughs) snake (laughs) you know i I don't know
3: yeah with you know orange eyes i mean they're yeah
1: (laughs) it's uh yeah that's pretty cool um
3: cool i don't
1: know owen you want to jump in there at all well
2: where you at? I mean uh, I'm, I'm right I'm right here, I'm listening. All right, you all right. told me to listen to this crap, so I'm listening. I mean Jeez. Yeah, um, um but so what do you have I mean I I know we were talking before the show started that Eric and I are kind of staring down the eighteen season. Uh mm-hmm. what do you got planned for the eighteen season? Are you gonna repeat some of the pairings that you did in seventeen? Or are you the kind of uh, breeder that is like, we did it. Now don't do it again for five more years.
3: So. <laughs> well, you know, blood pythons kind of dictate that themselves. I try to not do females back-to-back. Okay. Uh, you know, it, take, it just takes a big toll on them, and they don't seem to do well long-term if you're breeding them often like that. You know, I like to do every other year. So I'll probably mix it up some. You know, I've got some, some matrix-head albino stuff that I've been raising up. Um, I've got this really pretty striped animal that I I produced going on three years now um, from my stripe line to that BPI stripe line hypo, and she's just unbelievable. There's a picture floating around on my Facebook of her with a a nice 007, and it's just a really cool contrast picture, so I'm hoping she'll be up to size, but I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do yet, even though the breeding (laughs) season's only about a month away, so... (laughs) Good. I'm not
1: alone. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when do you start breeding? When do you yeah. do? You, when when's your time? I usually do start.
3: Um. Yeah. I usually start November, end of November. Last year I started early because we had that hurricane come through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And like the you know October sometime, and uh, I usually pair with weather systems. So okay. This was, it this was a big one. Um. So I just, I threw stuff together kind of early, but, you know, I got, I got clutches early and then I got clutches late. It kind of, you know, it just varies, but I usually right right around Thanksgiving weekend is normally when I'll pair stuff up.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Before the show, Owen and I were talking about, um, I didn't think that there was a need to drop them as cold as some other pythons. Um, is that accurate? Or, I mean,
3: yeah, I mean, our, in general, I mean, you you can keep them cooler than most pythons anyway. You know, mm-hmm. basking spot eighty four, eighty five degrees is all they need. Anything hotter than that, they they start to get angry. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why I don't
2: like mine, so that's why I put it to So.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, once you start bumping up in temperature like that, they'll they'll let you know real quick that they're unhappy. Yeah. Huh. So, I, okay. I usually, you know, the, the temperature in my building gets down to about 77 or 78. Okay. Uh, so, it's not a, a huge drop. And, you know, um, I I run uh, basking spots in, in all my cages. So, I usually drop it to about 80. And then they got the air temperature in there at 77. So, it's not drastic by any means, but mm-hmm. it's just enough. I find light cycle to be more important for these guys. Okay. really, so what uh, yeah. is the
2: light cycle that you put them on?
3: It's just what the natural, the natural light cycle. I've got a big window in the front of my building. Um, and that, that, that controls all of it. You know, it's just whatever's going on in nature. They see, they feel, and you know, they kind of, they kind of let you know when they're starting to get ready, females will start wrapping around water bowls and stuff. And, you know, you just kind of need to be in tune to what your snakes are telling you. And right. go with them. I mean, there's really no set. Like, yeah, I'm going to pair this weekend every time, every year. It's like, well, it won't work. So right. you just kind of need to be aware
1: of what, what's happening in your, in your collection. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> does it break down where different species, like, say, the bloods go before the Sumatrans or the Sumatrans go before the bloods? Or does it, does it work like that? Or are they all sort of the same? They're, from
3: what I've noticed, they're all the same. You okay. Know, I mean, they're, you know, in that in that area in the world, they're pretty, relatively speaking, close together enough where, you know, I don't see any variation in, you know, times or anything. Like, if I put a couple reds together, I'll put my Borneos together, and I'll put my blacks together that same day. Okay. All right. Cool. Hmm. But I always try to do it around, you know, storm fronts coming through or cold fronts and that kind of thing because you know they can feel all that barometric pressure change and i think any change you can stimulate helps yeah any any way you
2: can have the weather outside give you a hand is always good so
1: now is there any kind of uh i mean going back to being too cold um it seems that uh sometimes that can be an issue for respiratory infections and such. You, you definitely don't want to keep these guys wet and cold, right? I mean, (laughs) that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. (laughs) That's that's no good. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, there's, um, I
3: think in one of Greg Maxwell's books, he talks about the difference between wetness and air humidity, you know, Mm -hmm. just because it's wet doesn't mean that it's humid. Right. Right. Um, and, and that's kind of what you're going for. Like, I don't keep my cages soaking wet. Um, relative humidity is, is much more important. And then, you know, when I'm dropping my stuff in the winter time for, for breeding, I always let that temperature come back up during the day and the basking spots go to normal and then it starts to go back down again. You know, I like the the snakes thermoregulate, get their, their body temperature back up to their normal, where it would normally be. And then, you know, they can cool back down, but yeah, cooling and damp or, or real hot and wet, um you're going to end up with problems, scale rod, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Um, so uh, what else do we have? Uh, you know, so we talked, yeah, a couple of people wanted us to talk about the different species, but you're, you don't keep them any different either, right? They're all pretty much the same.
3: <laughs> yeah. I feed them the same. They're, you know, kept in the same temperatures. Mostly, you know, they're all kept in the same rack systems. Inter Intertwined in there So, you know, husbandry across the board is the same The only real difference between the three Is that, you know, Borneos seem to have More <coughs> eggs in their clutches um, And the babies end up smaller than, than reds or blacks But other than that, you know, it's pretty much all the same Mhm. Okay, cool So it Makes it easy Yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah <laughs> Us carpet people are, you know, we got ones that breed in the winter, ones that breed in the springtime, ones that have to go to 50, <laughs> one that, you know, they say, oh, my God. Ones that
2: do, ones that don't, <laughs> ones that go sideways. It's like, yeah, I,
3: it's really annoying,
2: so. Yeah. Um, yeah,
3: I mean, the genetics are complicated, but the, the keeping them is easy. Yeah. Okay, that's a plus.
2: So, when it comes to your projects, like, because you said you kind of don't know what you're doing, but. You're going to have to sit down and really figure it out. You, you're, yeah. you're very selective when it comes to this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Is there any way you can give tips out there to what, how you would set up your breeding projects, what you look for when you're setting up your breeding projects, you know, because it could be applied to Borneo's bloods and even carpets or whatever out there.
3: Yeah. Whatever you're working with, you know, I mm-hmm. think something that's helped me a lot is planning out more than just what I'm going to be doing this year, you know, so it's, if I'm going to put these two snakes together besides them being better than their parents. What's the, what's the goal? What, what am I, what am I trying to, to achieve by doing this? So it's, right. you know, three years out, what is that going to do for me? Um, you know, cause you want to keep things as diverse as possible, but I mean, you know, you guys know that line breeding is a big part of what we do. Um, so you have to decide, what what you know what your long-term goal is so you know like with that golden eye clutch it was like okay now i have these and then three years from now i can do x y and z with that project and then it'll be what can i do after that um so you know there is a little bit of planning that goes into it you know because we all have space constraints um of how much stuff we can keep and and you know so there has to be a goal in mind
2: right Mm
0: -hmm. I would
2: agree. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like I, I joke and say that I throw stuff at the wall, but that really only comes as secondary. But it's um, if you don't really have a plan, you're you're just setting yourself up for, I think, having just mediocre snakes. You know, you're yeah. gonna just you're gonna because you it, realistically, it's almost like if someone were to tell me that they picked up two normal coastals from like a dealer table and they were going right. to breed them to make more normal coastals it would like i, I don't think i could be able to hide the look of what on my face why? because it's like why why would you do that why would you make right. more of these there's right. you know, the byproducts of other projects you know or and you know if you're going to do coastal coastal
3: get get some locality stuff do it that way so <laughs> it, it yeah. was, it's
2: kind of weird
3: so I don't right. know. I mean, you have to you have to sit there and and you know be able to tell people Justify why it. you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if and if your and if your thing is just regular normal coltsills, then make the best regular normal Hills that you possibly can. That yes. should be your answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Man, I'm, the I'm right just, people. I'm just flipping through your Facebook page, looking at some of this. Oh my God, man, you got some awesome stuff. That is for sure. What is that? <laughs> so you just what you just is wanna- that?
2: Send the check over to Nick and have him just <laughs> yeah, fill in right? the numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's fine. <laughs> that's a blank yeah. check. What's the – Yeah, uh, there you go. You have, like, a picture where there's, like, four snakes. And mm-hmm. um, it's – uh, where would it go? And uh, it says a uh, sample of some of the things you produced this season. But the one that's, like – it's got, like, a dotted pattern. Is that, like, a T-plus albino of some sort? Maybe –
3: it's, that's it's bottom kind of, right,
1: yeah, yeah. It's
3: that's the, that the,
1: the
3: T. That's the T plus um double o seven, which is a a golden eye matrix, and then albino on top of it.
0: That's cool. <laughs> and
3: it came out. That came out great. I love the ones that are you know have more pattern to them and stuff. Um, uh uh-huh. You know, again, there's just so much variability in what a double o seven can throw. You know, almost patternless, a yeah. little bit more pattern, and then polka dotted or striped. I mean. It's again, it's like, it's so hard to focus, but
1: here's a question as far as like, if you were going to do a project. So like, if you got an animal like that, right, and it's a mm-hmm. 007, and then you got something that was similar to that, had, right. in your experience, would you produce a majority of the clutch that had that same similar look?
3: You could. Yeah. I mean, 007 yeah. replicates itself. You know, if you bred 007 and normal, you can make 007s. sevens, Right. So like, you'll, you'll I guess it's
1: like, is it like a high white pied or a low white pied? Like, does it work kind of like that? Or
3: yeah, is it just it's, variable. It's like if you, right? I mean, it's just because if you bred high white to high white pied, you could still get low mm-hmm. white pieds. Right. So it okay. is. Yeah, you're gonna see stuff like that. So if you did, you know, a spotted double o seven like that, you're gonna get a, a variety of looks to it. Right. Okay. And you know, again, that's just in my limited experience of producing them. You know, I've produced double-7s sure. probably 3 years now, but that's what I've seen. Okay. All
1: right. That's uh Yeah, it's almost like so that that gene is uh incomplete dominant, right? And then right. um but on top of that, you you could potentially take that and and do a selective breeding project with that. You know, I, I would mm-hmm. imagine if you keep breeding it, eventually you would kind of go along the lines of probably producing stuff pretty consistently, I would think. Yep. And, you know, like, yeah.
3: like you could do stuff that it ends up being cleaner and cleaner. You know, some of them kind of get um, like black flecking and, and a little bit darker. You could probably breed that out or breed it in depending on what you like. So, yeah, you right. could definitely, you know, selectively breed for whatever, look you like and and when people are looking for snakes you know and they're like oh which one you know which one from this clutch should I get you know my answer always is well which one do you like because you're going to be cleaning it and feeding it It doesn't matter what I like (laughs) you have to put up with it yeah
2: that's how this works
3: yeah yeah exactly I mean it's all about what you like you know because you're going to be putting the work in so um you know with bloods there's just so many routes you can go there's really something for for anybody any palette, really.
1: Yeah, and it seems like it's at the infancy of, like, combining these traits together. I mean, like, it seems like that uh, the more and more each season comes, we see crazier and crazier stuff that's uh, popping out. And I, I'm sure it's just going to keep going from here because there's quite a number of morphs. Just, I mean, just in the blood pythons themselves, right? I mean, there's probably, like, what? Yeah. 12 10 maybe more yeah i
3: was thinking 10 12 you know
1: yeah. um
3: but yeah it's it's really amazing you know every year does seem to get better and better and throw different things i mean lawn produced those white lightnings um oh yeah <laughs> which, are, which are just i mean that's not what i thought was going to hatch at all and they're unbelievable yeah. you know so it's not like it the blood python field is dominated by a few big breeders i mean it's anybody can get in the mix and and start doing stuff which makes it really fun right
1: is the popularity of uh short tails um uh increasing um in in your opinion of what you've seen i sure hope so now that i'm doing this full time (laughs)
0: <laughs> god i hope so yeah well i don't know it seems, well, like no, are,
1: it seems like they're moving away from the big snakes and i've always said with bloods you get or shirt tails you get that whole big snake in a smaller package type of feel
3: yeah i think they are gaining in popularity you know the exposure has been really good for them uh-huh. uh you know they're not they're not going to be your first pet snake you know i I wouldn't be like, here, hey, little kid, have this blood pipe on. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're they're a snake that's for somebody that has snakes. Um, gotcha. And th- and that brings a different level of interest in in, in somebody that's really into it. Um, w- which makes selling them really fun. You know, right? Because it's you, you know you you have somebody that's into the hobby and, and interested in those snakes and and what they provide because they are different and you have mm-hmm. to have a little bit of experience with them you know, a little bit, because their their husbandry requirements are a little bit different, and um, some of them can be testy. I mean, I'm sure you guys know. Um, yep. but, you know, I, part, of, part of what I like to breed for is to, you know, if I have a really gnarly male, for example, and a really tame uh-huh. female, and I think that you know, this is a good, a good project, I'll put the two of them together and try and work that out a little bit. I think that's important when pairing stuff up, too, but you know, I, I think the popularity is increasing, and and people are really getting into it. And and again, um, what makes it fun is that anybody can jump in there. You know, it's not like, oh man, I'm so far behind or I can't do this or It's like no, anybody can. It's because mm-hmm. it is in its infancy. It's it's all new, and we're all just, you know, again throwing stuff and
1: seeing what sticks. Right. Yeah. Oh man, I'm just, I'm still flipping through, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, <woo. laughs> I don't know what to talk about next. Cause there's so many cool things like, uh, man, some, some really wow. awesome snakes. I'll throw a, uh, i will throw i will throw that out there so that everybody wants to check out what, what I'm talking about. Uh, go over and check out cold blooded earth on, uh, Facebook. And you also have a website, cold blooded But, um, the pictures that I'm looking at on cold blooded earth, Facebook is, uh, it's pretty, pretty stellar. Um, so you did mention about the whole full time thing. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to How pick your that brain going? with that. <laughs> How,
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, you saying you were in, you were a zookeeper, right? I was. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so you, so you know what that's all about.
2: It's it, it, you had the, Well, the problem is that I, I had the reptile, uh, I was head of the reptile section in my zoo. So it was dealing with reptiles, but as the head of the reptiles, I didn't really do too much of the work after a while. I had my peons and I pointed and they did stuff, but (laughs) I also had to do the educational programs and I had to do also, I had a certain group of, uh, the babies that I was dealing with at the same time. So, yeah, I understand, but it was like up at four to get to the zoo by five thirty, uh to make sure that the kangaroo that i was toting around with me got its bottle to make sure i had everything set for when my staff arrived at around like six so we could go over all the stuff that we needed to get done do all that stuff i had to leave to do all that. yeah but you're it was a packed day of stuff yeah i didn't get out of there till like midnight some nights 1 a.m
0: yeah so I mean, you know yeah
3: it's really intense and I was one of those peons that you were talking about. So (laughs) I loved my peons. I even told them that uh, as I called them peons. So yeah, it was great. So, you know, I mean, um, you know, it's an incredible job. um, And and I really enjoyed it and I gained a lot, but it just, you know, for me um, in the last couple of seasons, um, Mm. so I needed to, to make a decision and, and I wanted to be able to, to do this full time, you know, since I was a little kid, you know, and watching Dave and Tracy Barker hatch Super Tiger retics on Nat Geo or whatever. Um, it was like, man, that's what I want to do. I've always wanted that. So, you know, I got to the place where I felt comfortable giving it a go, you know, I mean, no career move. is like, yeah, this is going to be great without any risk. It's just, you know, I figured I would give it a try now at this point in my life, um, feel comfortable with it. Uh, I, I like the direction of of the where the industry is going. Um, you know, if you talk to cage manufacturers and stuff, they can't keep up. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it's there. It's just you know, it's changing. And like anything, um, you know, so I I put a building up and and uh, I figured I would give it a shot. And man, I've never been happier.
1: Nice. So, so did you oh, go ahead, Owen? Sorry. I was going to say,
2: so, so take us through a day or like, are you like up at eight down in the snake room, cleaning tubs making sure you got everything going? Or is it like you you have a, you have a certain amount of chores you try to get done in the room every day. Do you just spend one whole day in there and then kind of just try to take good pictures the rest of the week? Cause I know that's gotta be tough with baby bloods. So
3: yeah, you know, the picture, the picture thing definitely takes some time. Um, Yeah. And I got a a little trick for those pictures for little, little baby blood pythons too. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I, I try and do something in there every single day Um, or, you know, do some website work. It, It took me a long time to, to get through all the, you know, regulation stuff and, and get my, my taxes in order and, and all that stuff to get the business actually going. So if you're, thinking about doing it full time, an accountant is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, yeah. It, it, you I do know see he, where you know, that would be. Yeah. You know, to put you in compliance with all the, all the stuff and, and, you know, now that that's done and it's all automated now, but, you know, just having that resource, um, was really helpful. So I'm really, you know, I haven't been out of the, the zoo business long, so I'm still just figuring it out for myself and, um, you know, trying to keep up with the website and, um, you know, just those, those kind of things. And, and now I can spend a bit more time, um, figuring out the, the future and, and how this is all going to work out. And, and, uh, and, and it just gives me more time to actually think about it and not just do it, um, like as an afterthought or, or on the weekends right. and it's like, oh, I gotta go clean snakes after I clean snakes all week. Like, I don't feel that way, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's that's it's awesome. You know, and if it, if it doesn't work out, I can, you know, always go back to work, so.
1: Well, I think with, uh, you know, I mean, you have awesome animals, and it seems like you have the passion that, you know, to drive it, so I, I, it seems like you'll be successful, in, in my opinion, but, like, I think for all of us and probably all the listeners, for everybody, it's it's like a dream job, but, like, taking that step is the... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, good I for you, man. You got the balls to do it, but <laughs>
3: <laughs> or I'm just dumb. <laughs> well, either, well, time
2: will tell. But right, have you looked at your collection in any kind of a different light? Are you sitting there going like that one that you were totally fine that that one animal that you were totally fine with sitting around doing nothing, not breathing? Are you looking at that one now, going? You're a cage space right now, and I need producers, not someone who's just going to be lazy and sit here.
3: No, um, I haven't gotten there. You know, where I'm at right now is I'm just I'm looking at my animals every, especially my hatchlings, every day, going through them, and you know, it seems like every week I add holdback to another one. Um, (laughs) That's kind of where I am. It's like I want. That's
2: dangerous. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I just want to build on it. Um and see, you know, if I can and I have no problem holding holding on to animals for a while until I can sell them, you know, a year or more. Um I think if you can set yourself up that way long term um to do it full time, you're better off. You know, if you feel like, "Oh, I got all these snakes taking up all this room and I and I got to dump them. I got to dump them." Well, it doesn't help anybody and it certainly doesn't help you. Um Right. So it's kind of, you know, it's one of those things that, that that's kind of been my approach. Um, again, it's still young. I mean, but that's how I had been doing it for a long time. And, you know, I'm I'm going to stick doing that. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not looking at them like, Oh, this is a waste or cause, you know, that snake could go next year. If I sold it for somebody else and do something incredible. So, you know, sure. working with animals is always, you know, it can always be a, a coin toss. And, and you just, there's no guarantees in this business. Um, and that's something you have to know when you're going into it too. So, it, you know, for me, it, what I can do, again, long-term, I think, helps a lot. You know, personally, it's one of those things that I just have to slow myself down, take everything a day at a time, and and do it that way. Instead of, you know, thinking three months from now, it's like, ah oh, you get crazy, but no, you just have to. Take it slow. Take it one step at a time, and
1: and and that's what I've been trying to do. With um, with with the short tail pythons in particular, are you? I mean, is part of your day or part of your week looking at like what the uh, how what's the right words for this? Like what the market is doing, so to speak. Does that does that play a part in like what you're going to pair, or do you just like say? I'm pairing this and like, for instance, if like double O sevens are the hot thing, you know, is, is mm-hmm. that something that you would change breeding around to, to sort of make some more 007s. coming in, you know, yeah.
3: is that, am I saying uh, that right? You know, I mean, you know, I mean, it definitely would help, um, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, but again, you know, these, these animals don't go every year, so it's, you know, that, that takes a little bit of, of you know, foresight and a lot of these things come and go. Sometimes black bloods will be really hot one year and then can't get rid of them the next year. And Borneos are the same way. I've noticed it with them a lot. It's like, sometimes they're like it thing and then people just disappear. And then they're like, Oh, we're the Borneos. And then you don't have any, you know? So Hmm. it's kind of, it's, it's, it's hard to play that, you know, if I uh, had a crystal ball, it might help, but um, (laughs) I just, I, I pair stuff up that I think that, that, you know, ultimately I want to make things and okay. I want to make make good things. Right. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of, you know, like I said, if I have to hang on to it for a year or so, you know, and then people get interested in it the following year, then I have, you know, bigger animals or or that kind of thing, you know. So sure. it's 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 really hard to play that. Well, you know, what's going to be hot? Because you just, you, you
1: never know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so my I approach is all – Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say no, my no, approach has always, uh, has always been to sort of make what you like hot. You know what I mean? So, right. like, <laughs> if you get out there and really kind of push it, you know, then people all of a sudden will be like, oh, well, this must be the hot thing. That's uh, I think I'm going to get into this, you know,
3: <laughs> Exactly.
1: Uh, so you're like, that's cool.
3: Right. Or, you know, if you, if you lay the groundwork for it. And I think bloods are at that stage where that's important to do no matter what. You know, right. It's just to get the exposure. Um, because a lot of, you know, you, you'll set up at a show and people will be like, oh, those are cool ball pythons. And it's like, nope. It, that's why I <laughs> smack <not>. them <laughs> with. with
2: that's, why, that's why I usually bring a Burmese python just to smack people with the Burmese python. <laughs> but no. Um,
0: but no, that's like, and,
2: and, and I've seen that. And that's honest to God why I've queued into certain projects. I had more people come over to my table at Tinley Park after I put the Maclots Python I just bought from Dennis in my display. And a lot of them were people who were wandering over there asking me what the hell it was. And I've seen (laughs) the same thing at Hamburg when I bought a water python and I put it in my display because I didn't remember where to put it. I just shoved it in the display. Um, One less thing to carry. And people were coming over me asking what snake that was because they were fascinated by its orange belly and nobody else had anything like that. And it was like, really? So it's kind of like why I enjoy the off the cup stuff. Cause I was used to the carpets being the, what the hell is that? And then they became very mainstream animals. Uh, mm-hmm. When all the morphs started coming out. So I still kind of like having the, what the hell is that with all my other stuff. And then I right. have my carpets because they're my carpets, but it, it's almost going back to what Eric said, where it's make what you love, what people will come to buy from
3: you. So it's, that's exactly it. I mean, exactly. it, you know, people will see your, you know, the passion for it and, and, you know, that kind of stuff is, I mean, it really is, it's contagious. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: if you can just, if, again, if you, you keep what you like, you'll never be bored. So, I mean, that that stuff
1: shows.
2: And I mean, I've seen Matt uh, cause I usually I set up right behind Matt at Hamburg. So I've, seen Matt set up and I've seen Matt stuff and it's he'll have the ball pythons on the table he'll have his retics on the table but then the rest of it are his uh, his bloods and his Borneos and stuff like that and right. people will he will usually have one or two adult animals uh, on the table as well and if people have never seen an adult before they will come rushing over to his table to the point where he has printed out with his label maker The answers to the questions that they continuously (laughs) ask him, and it's like you know, it just says how big, like it has how much it, how much it weighs, how old it is, and all this other stuff on this thing, and it's just seeing that kind of holy hell. What is this kind of thing? Is uh, but then Matt also has the people who have been looking for the Borneos and have been dying to find this or see that or have heard the ocelot so it's like if they're at matt's table for an extended amount of time they're either somebody who's just learning about these animals or there's someone who has been i I don't know scoping out matt's site for eons and is just now finally getting the money together to talk to him about it so it's almost like these are going to be a very popular if not already uh snake to get into
3: yeah, you know, I think so. They they pique people's interest. Mm-hmm. Um, they're big, but not too big. I mean, they have a lot of things going for them.
0: Uh, yeah,
3: a lot of outlets to go with them. So, you know, I, whatever the markets are doing, um, I try not to, you know, get too too worried about that. You know, right? You 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 put a big double o seven on your table, and and people are, their minds are going to be blown. So. You know, because yeah. they're just not seeing that stuff. You know, especially yeah. at shows. You know, on the internet, no. it's fine because you 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 seek what you're interested in, right? Right. So it sure. seems like the stuff's all over the place, but in reality, it's probably not. You know. Right. Um. And it's just it's important to get that reach out there to, especially at shows. And I think you know now that I'm doing this more, um, I I want to do some more shows and just yeah. and just bring stuff to show. You know. Because again, they're they're hard to photograph as well. So seeing them in person is is the way to the way to go.
1: Yeah, there's like little subtleties to uh, to these guys um, that's hard to capture on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in my experience, just like you know, seeing them in person and just like I don't know, like the first time I saw a T plus albino. I was just like, what
3: the hell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: It's like you see it online,
3: you're like, yeah, that's cool. But then you see yeah. it in person, and it's just like a totally different animal.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Matt keeps threatening me with teen eggs because he knows those are probably the only ones that I could ever actually want to get back into my room. Because that's the other thing. You said that they're... They 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 pique people's interest. It even piqued my interest enough to get one, and that's that's, <laughs> that's a lot. Topic. You have to that's go tough. far with that. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. But, I mean, you yeah, Eric's tried. There's certain carpet pythons that I that don't pique my interest. So you know
0: that's <laughs> there's, there's
2: that. So um, right. So it, it is an interesting thing. And what you said about doing more shows, I would totally tell you to do that because even if it's a show that you don't sell a thing. You're still out there promoting yourself, and you're promoting the species that you love, and right. somebody's going to see that big old double o seven that you bring, and they're going to be like, "Holy crap!" And they may not get you this show,
3: but they might get you two shows later. So exactly,
2: yeah.
3: You know, I think the the show thing um, definitely. I mean, they're you know they've changed obviously. Mm. You know, um, you know Daytona. Just you know, recently, um, used to be phenomenal, and it's just it's it's not that it's gone. It's just different, you know. Yeah. So I think that you know it's more of a uh, getting people together, common interest kind of thing, and then and then bringing stuff to show off. Um, it's a viable thing for for us to be doing, you know, especially in, in this climate where you know we're we're fighting legislation and we're doing that kind of thing. So anything to put us into a positive positive light, I think is good. And, and, and shows do that, you know, mm, and, sure. I think it's a missed opportunity um, that, that some people forget it. You don't, yeah, you got to put up money, you go and get a table or a hotel or whatever. But I think, you know, long-term that they, they still have quite an impact. True. And,
2: and, you know, it's almost like
3: you also should have
2: like, Nick, you should just like crash whatever carpet fest is near you And just like kick in the door and be like, I'm the blood guy. Every carpet fest needs one. So yeah, just do that.
3: Um, And like, like, hey guys, don't throw me out. It's cool. Exactly. They they probably won't. I I think not. But you know,
2: that's another thing is that you can even if it's not with the same, even if it's not interest and like minded people that are, are of the same species, you're still hanging out with snake people and for all you know you can convert a few of those carpet people i mean look what matt's done to eric i mean yeah that, <laughs> it's easy to convert man
0: <laughs> it is i mean you know
2: matt matt brought him downstairs shoved the freaking blood in his hand and then eric walked away with 12 i mean like you know that, <laughs> how that, that happened was it. yeah that was it <laughs> so i would wreck I, I i think you should get involved with that kind of stuff and then you know The only show that I think uh, uh, is worth the extended travel uh, is Tinley Park. And, of course, that is, again, I will sit at Tinley Park and I will not sell a damn thing. And I will believe that the amount of money that I've spent was still totally worth it because it is a miniature vacation. I get to hang out with my friends and I get to promote the species and hopefully – don't go even more broke with going home with a bunch of new animals. So <laughs> that is well, that's what it's it all about. Yeah. 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 So uh, I would, I would love to see you kind of get involved with that kind of stuff too. And just kind of, you know, go to those carpet fests and, cause we're, you're in Florida, right? Nick South Carolina. South Carolina. South Carolina. Eh. Close enough. So you can go to, you can go to close eat, enough to eat. Yeah, you can go to yeah, eat, but, yeah.
0: yeah. it's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's,
1: fine. It's, the, it's the middle of the East Coast, or you know, Shut
0: up.
3: <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, now that I've got that time, the the time to put in to do that kind of stuff, I'm looking forward to getting back out there because I used to do, you know, White Plains and,
0: uh, you know, God. I went,
3: I went to, yeah, really a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, I I lived in New York, um. Oh, okay. So I well, like, that makes
2: more sense. Okay. <laughs> so like, yeah,
3: yeah. So you know, I would that you was, drive
2: from South Carolina to New York.
3: <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so I did that show a lot, and did Daytona for three or four years in a row, um, and, and that kind of thing. I did, you know, I've been to Hamburg and and all that stuff when I lived up there and everything. Um, and then I just didn't have the time to do to do that stuff. You know, yeah. it was. You know working full time and then you know taking care of a, a decent sized collection of snakes, pretty much that was Probably it having so, two jobs, yeah, yeah, you know, and that's how I felt too, so uh, you know that that definitely kind of helped me uh, push me to that that next level there but i'm I'm looking forward to doing that stuff once I get this first year under my belt and see where I'm at and how i'm doing i'm I'm hoping next year to be able to at least make it skin it, you have to it's awesome. the only show <laughs> Eric
2: actually deems worthy enough to bend. <laughs>
1: Listen, man, <laughs> I'm just not going to Hamburg. It's. Uh, I'm just saying.
2: I'm
0: just saying.
1: I'm just, there's no point. Like, what? I'm not. I don't know. Anyway, you just want me to say it, right? You just want I, me I to do. Say that yes. the show sucks. Is that what you yes, want me to yep, say? That's what, I, that's what I, that's all I wanted. That's all I want. All right, that's it's all out I there. Want.
0: The show Thank sucks. You. Thank you.
3: You <laughs> You said it twice.
0: Yeah. Well, no,
2: it's just that it's because when I show up places and Eric is not, I'm always questioned of where he is, and it's like I, we're not, we don't come as a pair. It's like he's <laughs> so, and what happens the most is Hamburg. It's like, how Eric's not here? No, he's not. Well, he's working. So, yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody <laughs> should
1: understand that I, I work in retail. So in retail, yes. there's no such thing as weekends. You know what I mean? No, so right. they're very few right. and far between. I'm just not taking my day off and going up to, to, especially in like June and August. Like, come on, man. It's like 300 <laughs> degrees in that barn. You don't even go in August. I, <laughs> I, didn't,
2: I took the entire summer off and it's been weird. Like, it's been so weird that it's like the, the next show that I'm actually breaking out my stuff for wasn't for several months. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll feed babies. So, yeah.
1: I, <laughs> and I, I mean. I was going to say, Nick, I don't even know if you go through this with short tails and stuff, but the the other thing that drives me crazy is like, you know, you'll have, a, you know, uh, I think it was, well, I wasn't there for this one, but this is the only example I can think of off the top of my head, but, you know, it's like this lightning line jungle, which is like a, it's oh, like a oh, very I'm rare line of jungle <laughs> in the U.S., right? And the guy walks up and it's like, it's it's priced maybe $100 more than the jobber's jungle carpets that you don't even know yes. if they're like real jungle carpets and he walks up they're and they're brown. like oh uh it's a hundred dollars cheaper over there get the hell away from me man like <laughs>
0: <laughs> like if yeah. you just want to buy that, cheaper that
1: one yeah if you want to buy the cheaper <laughs> shit then go buy it but don't you know this is what it is but <laughs> but I, yeah like
3: don't i don't I don't, I don't care Then go buy it i'm not I, I'm yeah like, great like, oh, oh, I'm bidding on one in an auction right now. How much is yours? I'm like, well, I can't compete with that. See you. <laughs> no, but
2: yeah, I've seen exactly. it go bad the other way. I've seen one guy talk Matt Mandatola's ear off about a red for, like, 20 minutes, then go over to a jobber's table, buy said, like, uh, one over there for that was, like, 100 bucks cheaper, and then come back the next show and tell him, oh, yeah, it died. Well, no shit it did.
0: So, yeah, you know. Of
2: course. That, and now you've wasted that money and now you're going to end up buying the one from Matt anyway. And Holy crap, that one's doing phenomenal. There's several shows later. It's yeah. almost,
3: yeah. I the mean, nerve to look
2: surprised it, it's like, all right, yeah. you're
3: right. It's like, you're definitely going to get what you pay for. And, and, you know, look, I mean, you know, free market's going to be the free market and that stuff's always going to exist. But you know, people that really put the time into it, like you guys and stuff, I mean, the, the quality is not even close. No yeah. Folks.
2: no, yeah, no, and, and 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 that's what's funny is when you sit yeah. like my jags next to somebody else's jags, and it's like, well, th- there you go, and that's that's your point. So
1: point yeah, it would be like it, it would be like looking at a Borneo. I, the only person I can think of that that does this would be like the Ben Siegel auction, right? And they put up mm, a Borneo, yeah. and it's like, uh, uh, yeah, okay. Okay, but you know, look at these guys, Borin. No, look at these. Yeah. Real deal, you know what I mean? Like, or or look at this guy's Reds or Sumatrans or whatever. You know, it's I don't. know. And then you're gonna get that that
3: that support with the sale too. You know, I mean, yes. the, the the wealth of knowledge that some of these people have. I mean, you you can't get that from a jobber or somebody that's just you know selling them like they sell paper products. It's it's not the same. You're not gonna get that that support of, of for the care of that animal you know, for its life or the breeding advice or anything that, that, you know, people who've been doing it for a long time can offer you for free.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and,
2: and that's the funniest thing. Cause I mean, i I was, uh, I was listening to one of the jobbers at Hamburg sell a baby green tree python. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I do not have any kind of uh guarantee life guarantee Blah, 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 you know, like any other animal, if you died, I would replace it, but not these things, you need to understand, and I'm like, and this person's still going to hand over the money, like, and they're still counting it out, and I'm like, are you serious, I called Buddy Buscemi at like 1130 at night, because the green tree he had raised for a year and a half before giving to me, refused to eat once, and he talked me down off the ledge, so, you know, that was, <laughs> and that's the way that worked, he got yeah, me back a couple of years ago because he called me about a diamond python. So that's how it works. So right. I don't exactly.
3: understand it. I don't either. You know, it, it, what is it? A couple of hundred, hundred dollars. I mean, really it's at the end of the day, if you want to build your collection into something, you know, worth talking about, you know, that's it, worth every penny. Um, mm, yeah. You know? I mean, none of us, are going to get rich doing this, you know, so it's, we do it because we love it. And, and that shows in our animals and our our care and, and willing to talk about them again at 1130 at night. I mean, that's, you can't call people, you know, guys that you you see at some of these shows ever again, much less, (laughs) you know, 1130 at night. (laughs) You'll never see them again. They're gone. Yeah. And they're gone. Yeah, yeah. flash in the pan. It's not what they thought, or, or you know, you you hear it all the time. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do all this stuff and make a bunch of money, and it's like, no, you're not. No, you're yeah. not. So you know, I mean, spending that extra money, um, it's it's worth it in every sense of of the word because you get so much more for your dollar when you do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is there, um, since you're doing this full time now, have you changed like, for instance, uh, I don't know if you kept like records before, but are you more intense about that? Or is that something that you don't worry about? I mean, because like, you know, what I'm saying is like, you know, if you don't produce X amount, you know, for the business. So did you, did you evaluate that? Or are you just kind of going with what you've always done because it worked?
3: I'm just going with what I've done.
1: Um, yeah, you know my, my record keeping now is, is much
3: is, is it has to be better. So right, um, you know, just so I can keep track of everything and, and what's coming and going and and that kind of thing. So I think you know this year and next year will will tell me a lot as far as that kind of stuff goes. Because you know before it was just it was for fun. You know and now yeah, it, it definitely has definitely has a different a whole different meaning now. But I you know mm-hmm. I, I I just want to be able to keep doing what has worked for me um, and just, you know, keep moving forward with stuff. And, and I think if I can do that, then, then it'll, it'll, it'll all square itself up, you know? Um, But, you know, I've only been doing it now full time since uh, July. So it's pretty new. Um, Right. But I, you know, I had a good sense of of where I was before that and, and what I needed to do to be able to at least get to where what my full time job was providing me, um right. I felt like I could do that that comfortably, so okay. you know that was the biggest thing it was just if I can get to the you know if I can just offset you know if I leave this job and do this full time it just needs to my first year just needs to be at that level, and i you know I think I'll be able to to get there and and then you know build and grow now that I can really focus on it, and that's what I wanted to be able to do right.
1: Now, do you breed your own rodents,
3: or I don't? Yeah, I think um, I don't. It's something I've, I've done in the past, and it's just it's the worst.
0: <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. It is horrible.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's just the worst. And I had tons of breeder rats, and they're and eating each other. It's and they stink, uh, and I just <laughs> those guys that do that, you know, please take my money.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs>
3: You know, and, and, and some of those rodent producers are, you know, they're really incredible guys, and they're putting out an incredible product. So it's kind of, you know, if I get to that point, um, I've thought about it, but, it, you know, i got to put up another building, and it's a bit more capital. So we'll have to see what, you know, how the, how how it goes. And when I, when I can look at everything over a full year and, and gauge, you know, if, if I end to up, cut you know, cost
0: or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. You know, if right. it makes sense to do it, then, then I'll go ahead and bite the bullet, I guess. But for now, um, I'm, I'm getting my stuff from perfect prey. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, I can um, get the, you know, I get two, two day shipping on it and the, he's really a great guy down there and he's expanding as well. So, I mean, the industry's definitely in those, you know, caging feeders, you know, kind of the, the, Oh yeah the telltale stuff of, of how the industry's health is. I mean, you know, these guys are, they're working hard, so it's good. You know, it's a really good sign.
1: Right.
2: The, the guys who are always sold out by like noon and ready to leave the show are the guys who produce frozen rodents and, you know, the cage guys who are just pretty much there to drop stuff off and get out. They've already made their money before the door even opens. So it's, Almost right. like I'm sitting here. I'm like, God damn it! I should have bred rats.
3: So you yeah, <laughs> know I know, right? I mean, you know, I don't know. Does Dave Prada still do that show with you guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, he's guy. he's the guy I always got my stuff from, and yeah, he used to you know, he used to bring live rodents to my house and everything. So, you know, I, if if you're gonna spend the money, spend the money with those guys for sure. Well, it's funny because my rodent guy Rick, he has
2: a farm out here in Lancaster, and he actually has in one of his rodent rooms, it's walled off and that's where he keeps his snakes and he does berms and ball pythons. And it's like, he, he, like he does everything backwards. It's like he, it's like where I breed my snakes and hope to God I can make my rodent order. He breeds rodents and sells them and doesn't have a rodent order. So he doesn't need to worry about this crap. And he just, it's, yeah it's
3: all good <laughs> it's all good but you know he has to have three built
2: three pig buildings full of rats to do this crap so it's like all right yeah
3: there's a trade-off here so exactly it's like that's why i'm just like yes please here
1: yeah <laughs> no, done. uh-uh nice so what was it like putting that building up like uh yeah. did you did you know you were doing that um or was that up prior to you being full-time um
3: uh, it was prior. Um, I had bought, you know, a piece of land and, and my wife and I, uh, wanted to build a house, but I had all the snakes in our old home. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't going to be that easy to sell it. <laughs> uh so what I ended up doing was I put the building up. Uh, it was finished last September, uh, moved all the snakes out here. And then we ended up selling our house in two days. So, You know, that made a big difference And, and you know, I wanted him out of the house anyway Uh, Right And, you know, I was just Talking it over uh, With Tracy one day And she was like, yeah, just, you know Just bite the bullet and do it And put it up And, you know, you'll be so much happier And she was, you know I mean, you're going to listen when she speaks So I did, and she was right And, um, you know I, I, when I was going through the process of it, I was talking to Kara and Ryan Norris about it because, you know, he's built a few and he's a, a, you know, a general contractor and walked me through some of the important things. And, you know, um, he's known me for a long time. So it was good to just bounce ideas off of him and, and get an idea of what uh, my eye would like, what, you know, works, you know, efficiently and, and that kind of thing. Cause, you know, I've never done something like that before. So it was good to get, to get advice from, from a diff- bunch of different people about it. Cause I always had them in an extra bedroom or the basement or that kind of thing. So, right. Mm-hmm.
1: So what would be the advice that you would share that, uh, if somebody was, was thinking about doing that, like what was maybe two of the most important things to think about? Um, well, um, a generator first. <laughs> yes. There yeah. you go. Okay. Smart the
3: generator first. Um, because if you, try and and go in after the fact you're going to spend a lot more money but if you just have them put in place the basically the you know when you hook up a generator it it, the the panel for that is right above your you know electrical box panel and you know you don't have to buy the generator right then but just wire it pre-wire it for a generator you'll be very happy you did that um you know, because I always worried about ice storms and any the power went out and the incubators and, and you know, and now um, it, it's one thing that I don't have to worry about. And that and that really that's probably the most important thing, you know, spend the money and do that. Um, and then, you know, you got to think about your climate And in South Carolina here. We don't really get too cold. You know, there's a, you know, we get some nights into the 20s, but it warms back up in the day into the 50s. So, you know. I was able to put up a pole building with a concrete floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so your climate's really going to depend on, on what you can do. Gotcha. You know, so if you're, you know, like you guys up North, it's going to be a little bit, you know, you'll have to do a little bit more than, than I had to do, but yeah, generator right, right. for sure. Um, and then, you know, just again, you know, the, the ease of cleaning it, you know, I ended up putting an epoxy floor down, um, and that kind of thing, you know, I mean, you're really just trying to keep it stable, the temperature stable and being able to keep it clean is a, okay. another big thing. You know, and gotcha. then, you know, everybody says go bigger. Um, but, you know, you, it depends on what you have and what you can spend on it. So, you know, right. I mean, that's that's going to be the limiting factor. But, you know, you can you can do it without it breaking the bank.
1: Sure. Yeah, I would think so. Um, cool. So, did did you go? At, I mean, do you have room to expand, or are you sort of like where you're at?
3: No, I can um I can expand still inside the building, and the building cool. I put up um actually has the ability to add on to it. Um, nice. without doing oh, nice. do a big, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's you just take a couple metal walls off, and I can keep going backwards. Um and expand it that way, which makes these metal pole buildings a, a nice way to do it. And even up, up there, you guys could probably do it, um, you know, even Definitely. though your winters are a bit more. I mean, you could you could do electric heat, your yeah. floors, and that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, the, the, how, how far it's come um, doing projects like this. It wasn't bad. And, uh, you know, again, plenty of outlets, you know, that's a big thing. Um, yes. You know, if you think you have enough, add two more.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep.
3: (laughs) you know that kind of stuff and you're always going to be like oh man i wish i would have done that i mean that's just that's always going to happen but sure you know definitely talking to somebody that's in construction and and or in construction and herps um is even better you know ryan was definitely a big asset for me when i
1: was building this thing right very cool I mean, that's another dream, I think, of uh, most reptile keepers is to have, you know, first of all, most people would just like to have their own room. But then when you're like, okay, now I'm to get to the next level, I'm going to have my own building, you're like, okay, I guess So am in this for real well, when now. Your snake building,
2: when your snake building dwarfs your house, you know you have a problem, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not there, so I, okay, uh, I'm good. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got to build her a barn for a horse
2: first before that. There you go. Just that, tell her that's what it's for, and then just quick add more snake racks and be like, "Oops." So yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was a business expense. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it's all <laughs> a business expense. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know that kind of thing, and it, um, it is. It's it's really cool to have it, and uh, you know we made it through one winter and a tropical storm and a hurricane, and everything seemed fine. So, you know, I'm pretty happy with it cool awesome awesome
1: so is there anything uh on the short tail horizon that you would want to add in the near future to your collection
3: um yeah i mean there's some stuff out there uh the, you know the wrought irons that tracy has are pretty amazing um, yes you know <laughs> she just needs to let some of that stuff go <laughs> <laughs>
1: She might be worse than me. but with you songs. know, I can't blame her for not doing it, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
3: you know, and and I, that's good. It, it keeps, you know, keeps people interested and in watching stuff, so... Right. You know, I, I, there, there's definitely some cool stuff out there. Um, uh, you know, anything that Matt's doing is, is really cool, and, um, you know, he's just... The, his Borneo stuff is just insane, so... You know, um but I'm pretty happy with, with it. And if I can continue to make stuff and I don't have to buy it, then uh, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape.
1: So what's the trick to stay focused? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh
3: man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still learning. <laughs>
1: that's a tough one, right? I mean, it is. that's hard. Yeah. I mean, you must be cool stuff hard. and you're like, uh, you know, I mean, for me, the struggle is always, like, as being uh, E.B. Morelia, Morelia Python Radio, the focus has always been Morelia. But then, you know, as time goes on, you start to see, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you know?
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I used to keep a lot of different stuff, you know, Timor, right. those, olives, green trees. Uh, I had a pretty diverse collection for a long time. Um, but I just realized that it's hard to do um, – a lot of different species in a little group of them. So if you're just doing 1.1 or 1.2 of a uh-huh. bunch of different things, like you guys said, I mean, you, you have stuff that's breeding when it's cool and it's fall or it's summer or whatever, you know, Right, right. it definitely makes it more complicated. Um, so when I decided to focus on these three species, um, you know, there's just so much to do with them. I didn't feel like I was pigeonholing myself, you know, so gotcha. it's, you know, I, I see stuff all the time. And I mean, I had Timor pythons that I sold like two years ago. Cause I just love messing with those snakes, but it's like, Oh no, I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> so, uh, you yeah. know, I would love to get back into blackface white lips and, and those kind of things, but so hard to, to really be successful and, and trying to do too much. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's definitely, uh, Especially if I would imagine it, it's especially if you're doing it full time, because, you know, I mean, if Owen and I miss a clutch, eh, it is what whatever, it is, you know what I mean? But right, yeah. like, if right. you're doing it full time, you're like, you know, you have to be really focused in on, on, on that kind of thing. huh?
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, you know. That's worked for me, staying focused with this this group of snakes, because I can keep the, the entire building in the right temperature parameters and, and all that stuff. So when it comes to breeding and everything, it it's easier to just do that with those three. And again, it's, you know, it's still three species of snakes that are yeah. incredibly, you know, varied and, and different looking and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's not, you know, like I, I don't feel like I'm stuck, you know.
1: Oh hell no! <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, just in one, <laughs> in one clutch you got the you know tons got of got all that different things, stuff, yeah, yeah, you
3: know? right. So. so you know, and and that's uh, again what what piques my interest with these guys. So, I mean, yeah, I would love to get into small monitors and stuff, but it's just, I can't, it's <laughs> just like all right, Nick, nope, get off the you know the internet now. Let's uh,
2: right. run away! <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> yep. stop! Yep.
1: Yeah, it makes it difficult for, I I mean, me and Owen have talked about it many times where, you know, we're talking to, to different people, and they're keeping different things. And like, when you're talking to them, they're excited about it. So you get excited about it, and you start seeing what they're doing. And you know and you and you're like what the hell this is cool i got to get it you know like, no 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 i have to i have to stay in the lane stay in the lane you know yeah exactly stay in your lane
3: <laughs> <laughs> cuz yeah so. it's, that stuff's like it's infectious it's like oh man it's so cool i want to i want to jump in that but you know that person's probably done that for 5 years you know and yeah. it's one of those things that yeah it looks easy but then you get into it and you're like oh what am i doing yeah exactly
1: I've done that a few times. I made a mistake. He's
2: excited for like a week and then he's like, yeah, I hate these things. The Cresties <laughs> were one that like they rode, they were at the well, top and then they were get the hell out of my house so fast. It was ridiculous. Well, that's That's a
1: perfect example of like, you know, I think back then my thinking was is that I wanted to have something that I could put on my table that would draw people in that, you know, was like a more mainstream type of reptile to where then I could introduce them to, uh, you know, but the problem is, is like you said earlier, Nick, you, you know, you have to be excited about what you're working with. And for me, lizards just ain't my thing. You know, I I really like them and I can appreciate them and, and all that, but, for me, keeping them of any kind, anything with legs, not my thing, nope. you know?
3: Yeah, nope, exactly. Nope. And, and people will pick up on that in a second.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to want to buy it from me, you know? They're going to want to buy yeah, it you're from like, somebody yeah. that's super excited about it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So,
3: key there is just to keep what you're, what you're passionate about, and the rest of it will come. Yeah.
1: So, um, I was checking out your website, which is very nice, by the way. Um, Thank I, you. I was, I was really impressed with that. I think you did a great job. And, and I really like the whole blog thing that you got going on. But one of them that stood out to me that maybe you could talk a, just a little bit about it was um, keeping snakes in racks. And, uh, you know, why you can't have bioactive substrate for adult. <laughs> you said short tail pythons, <laughs> but I'm going to go as far as saying, like, uh, you know, pythons in general um what about your thoughts what's your thoughts well
3: i wrote that you know in response to you see it keep popping up like oh look at the little racks and how sterile it is and so cruel and and you know it's all these booping your sneak on the snoot kind of things and it's like
2: oh my god you know like stop, <laughs> <All
3: right. laughs> stop it because stop uh, it now you're, you're you're spreading bad information you know Yeah, you can't keep a Nile monitor that way. None of us think that you can. No. You know, that's keeping a snake in something like that, they thrive. So, you know, having racks isn't a negative thing. I mean, these snakes have done incredibly well. Um, You know, I mean, the the industry as a whole is is producing more captive-born snakes now than ever in history before. You know, so Mm. it works. You know, if it was cruel and unusual and it it wouldn't work, you know, and, you know, you can, and that's not to to say that you can't set up a display for your blood or for your carpet or for your chondro, um, because that's fine too, but don't, it's not the, that's not the only way to do it, you know, and to think that you can do a bioactive substrate for an adult python, you're just going to have a dirty cage. Yes. You know, because you're not going to be able to clean it. And when you when when things are hard, it's human nature. When things are hard to clean, you're less likely to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so in our setups, you can just go in there, throw the paper out, or, or scoop the substrate out, and then clean the water bowl and move on to the next snake, and and everything stays very very clean that yeah. way. You know, if you have, you can't. There's not enough. You know. Hillbogs in the world <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to get in your, in your four by two foot cage to break down the amount of, of, you know, urate and fecal matter that these snakes produce. I mean, right. It, you'll, you you know, you're just not, you're never going to be able to do that. And, and to have that information be spread and unchecked and just said, because, you know, they think that they can, they have one snake and they know better than you. It, I I wanted to say something about it, you know? Um, right. A lot of us are keeping snakes now that you couldn't keep 10 years ago successfully. Right. Um, Because of all this stuff. Yeah. Right. And and we're always learning and changing. I mean, most things don't stay, you know, static, you know, uh, we're always changing temperatures or there's a new cage manufacturer putting out a better product or, you know, you're getting your temperatures right. Um, it, there's a, there's so many aspects of this that change over time as we learn. And, and that's always the goal. But to, to to sit there and say that, you know, racks are bad and, and abusive and I wish people didn't keep snakes. And it's not like it's a puppy mill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. It, well,
2: so. I mean, I've had people comment at shows when they're in the displays that that's too cramped. I'm like, actually, they're having the time of their lives because they like that cramped in kind of nice place. And I heat my rat, my display cases. So like everybody's just All my, all my snakes are asleep. Like during the show, <laughs> they're all staring in a corner. They're all curled up. And I'm like, they don't know what the hell's happening right now. They're, they're conked out. We're going to go home. Right. They're going to do the same thing. So right.
3: There's no stress. There's no yeah. stress. I mean, put a, put a baby blood python in a big elaborate cage and you'll end up with a dead snake.
2: Lose its mind. But it's, I mean, like, because right now I have uh, mangrove monitors and nile monitors right now. Right. And they have bioactive substrate. Mm-hmm. But their bioactive substrate is so packed. I don't even think it little pill bugs. I think I have freaking, like, dromestid beetles or something. They're huge. I don't know what the hell they are. But even them, even they have problems keeping up with the cage stuff. The only saving grace is is that if you give a monitor lizard a water bowl big enough for them that's to it. position themselves over, that's where they're going to do all their bathroom business. So basically, yep. I have to change out this soup of disgusting monitor shit a few times Ugh. a week.
1: But That's the worst smell. <laughs> it is horrible. Oh, it's terrible. And it's in terrible. my living room, and I hate it. <laughs>
2: I'm going to strangle Andrew if he doesn't take these things at some point soon. But anyway, (laughs) I digress. That's my personal problems that we're not going to get into, but, (laughs) but that's how the bioactive is able to keep up with it. It's like, okay. Yeah. The little food that they drop or the little time that some of the urate or some of the poop lands in the substrate. Yeah. The the pill bugs are all over it, but they don't go into the water. The water is dumped and flushed and changed out. That's how yeah, I monitor mean, guys get through it. I mean, we, we Andrew, uh, Eric and I toured Nerd. They have these giant water bins that they have these PVC pipe drains on. That every day mm-hmm. they go in and they pull the plugs and the water drains because every day the water is probably disgusting.
3: So, oh yeah, I mean, you could probably yeah. do it twice a day. I mean, oh, you know, they god. So you know, that's that exactly, and and so they're you know that's why it just, it, it irked me that day. And, and I just was like, I got to get this out there and, yeah. and, um and, and, and talk about it. And yeah, I mean, like I said, you can set them up that that way and that's fine, but it doesn't make it better or worse. Right. So you're still, you, you still have to get in there and clean and, and do all that stuff because it's just, you know, yeah, bioactive substrates are cool. And, and, and all that stuff and, and having it break down and everything, but you know, Anybody that's kept a blood python, especially, knows that when they go, it's
2: hard. It's like a Rottweiler snuck in and crapped in your snake cage. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this? It's like and they're yeah. sitting in like soup, and they're like, and mine was just mad, so it was sitting in a pool of its own filth. And then trying to kill me. It's like, you know, I hate this thing. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and that's what you want
3: to get bit by. Exactly. (laughs) But the other thing is
2: that when it comes to the people who have bioactive substrates, and and I think everybody toys with this, you have bioactive substrates until you have your first run-in with something major. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody has bioactive substrates. Then you get mites once. Then... Then you don't
3: it, have bioactive substrates. Then, a
2: bio, then it takes you forever to get rid of the mites because everybody has bioactive substrates that you have to now shovel out and throw out and destroy so that you can cure the mites and then you have to rebuild your bioactive substrate. And by the way, if you missed one, they're just going to keep breeding and growing in that bioactive substrate. So it, it, there's those certain things that if you have one or two snakes, sure, go ahead, knock yourself out, set it up, make... Build the cage, have the bioactive substrate, have the yank, take it out every day, hold it, cuddle it, you know, take it out of its cage for feeding, do all that stupid bullshit <laughs> yeah. that people Boop say that you should That's do fine. to fix your snake. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> knock yourself out. The second you hit over six, all that crap goes out the window because it becomes tedious and the snakes don't need it. They're fine. Everything's fine. You
3: can yeah, get away I with mean, this crap. I mean, if if your snakes are, are breeding and, and you're and you know you know you're not seeing sick stuff and mm-hmm. you're getting viable clutches and then things are right because that's what that yeah. snake is programmed to do. It's to make more snakes. So if it's not <laughs> if, it's, if, if the parameters the parameters aren't being met, you'll know. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. I um, you know I you you brought up a point that that. you'll you'll appreciate this Nick Um, there was a post not too long ago and it was this guy and he put up this ball python and a carpet and he was saying and he was breeding them together right so this Mm -hmm. guy comes on and he has one uh, I think he has a jungle carpet and he had uh, um, you know some kind of I think he had Sumatrans that's what they were and he had a blood python and he's going on this rant like he's like this, uh, you know, um, sure. genius herpetologist that, you know, yeah. somehow he is the end all be all to keep the snakes and that this is just bad and hybrids are bad and hybrid, you know. And I'm like, and then I wasn't going to say anything, but mid post he <laughs> says, well, I'm going to breed my Borneo <laughs> to my blood. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, do you realize that they're two species? They're two separate species? And he's like, no, they're short-tailed pythons. Duh. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) But (laughs) but that's a hybrid. (laughs) You know, uh, It drives that hybrid talk drives me absolutely bonkers that people think. And I I could be wrong, but isn't that like a no-no in the short-tailed python world? I mean.
3: Yeah, because, you know, what ends up happening is you'll have something that looks really cool from that and you won't, you know, and it doesn't get marketed honestly. Right. And right. then it, the whole the whole thing is muddied because right. it's so hard to tell, you know, and that's what that's what ends up happening is it it just muddies the waters and you end up really, you know, taking two very nice snakes and making ant eh snakes. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing you know, nothing comes from that. It's like it's been done, people have tried it, nobody likes it. Right. So if hybrids are your thing, cool, but you have to be honest about it, right? Yeah. You know, and so,
1: yeah, I, I'm with you. It's like, but be consistent about it. You know what I mean? Don't yes, don't exactly. don't don't preach to somebody because they're breeding something like a you know that's clearly a hybrid. I mean, obviously ball pythons and carpet pythons are two different things, but like you yep. know, don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and then don't it. sit it's there like, and be oh, like shit, man.
1: <laughs> well it's it's like
2: it's like uh we'll, we'll we'll put this in the perspective for the carpet people it's like if he was screaming about breeding his carpet python to a ball python and then turn around so that he's going to make inland jags the next yes, yes yeah exactly. it's like no no right. no that it, it may not be as bad of a hybrid as the first one but
3: still technically yeah yes. no so there's, don't <laughs> exactly. do that, there's that right and you know they are three different species and they are that would be a hybrid you know the, yeah the, the short tail thing them all being lumped as one um i mean that weighed bye-bye to us a long time ago we we know yeah. now and and there's no you know i mean that's what they are right right, right yeah, Yeah.
1: Well, I I feel your pain. It's it's kind of like one of those things. Like if you sit and be silent, these people that know that 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 really don't have the experience to back it up. Because I'd be the first. That's why I don't really comment on a lot of things. You know what I mean? Because it's like if I comment on this, then you know I don't want to act like I know what I'm talking about when I have little experience about you know working with said species or topic or whatever it is. But at the same time, if you sit back and these people are taking over Facebook and, you know, they only have one or two snakes and they're all of a sudden, you know, I think it's, yeah, it's like the same thing I've seen with the argument with keeping snakes in racks as opposed to keeping them in cages. And, you know, um, I would think, I could be wrong, but aren't short tails more comfortable in like a rack type of environment? I mean, don't they like that? Yeah, I thought so.
3: You yeah. I mean, you know,
2: you got another species of snake you're working with. These, these certain ones aren't really going to be as mobile as others. And, you know, you don't try to do this than the other thing, but a lot of snakes still do well in racks that are appropriate tub size. So yeah. exactly.
3: and anyway. and that's it. That's yeah. it. You got to know your snake and what you're working with and what the parameters are. And that's why I made that post specifically about blood pythons, because, you know, I mean, if you had a, uh, you know, an indigo or something, I mean, that's a completely different animal. Um, right, right. So it, it doesn't work. Yeah, it does not work across the board for everything, you know. But right. for a lot of stuff, and you just need to know your animals. And that's you know, there is no perfect solution across the board for everything. But there are yeah. perfect things for specific, you know, species. And that's what, you yeah. know what I was trying to get at. There is that yeah. you know, it's important to keep that in, in perspective. And and like you said, it's it's hard to sit back and, and let some of this stuff you know get spread like that and I just try and stay out of the weeds you know it's made it a lot more enjoyable for me and right you know, that's part of the reason I, I revamped my website it's like if I feel like I need to get something off my chest I'll just put it on there and and people can read it or not but you know there's not going to be this ridiculous argument back and <laughs> <about> forth right <laughs> you know so and yeah. it's not like you know I've been doing this a long time and And, um, you know, like, like, like a lot of people out there, it's, it's one of those things. It's a, a tough balance, but I've found a lot of happiness in not, not getting dragged into the weeds. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree. And too many times in my beginnings, I was dragged into the weeds and I just kind of avoid it all.
3: But yeah, uh, exactly. it's just like, you just, you know, you do your thing and, and you surround yourself with, you know the people that you know, and, and, and just try and, and keep it in perspective, you know, it, cause it can get so overwhelming.
2: Mm.
0: And, and um, people
3: have snap judgment
2: and quick stuff and it can get out of hand fast. So,
3: yeah. And then, you know, you alienate a whole group of people or, you, you know, you start these, these tiffs and it's just like, we're all, this is, it's a small community and we're, we're all, you know, in it together like you said if i go to carpet fest it's like we're still reptile guys you know
1: sure yeah absolutely so i do have one i'm curious on your thoughts with this cuz i see um short tail python people seem to um keep uh their short tails more towards like a ambient type of heat without any hot mm-hmm. spot Do you have any Mm -hmm. thoughts on that or like, have you thought about doing that? Um, I
3: like to give my snakes a choice. Um, You know, this is, it's a personal preference. You know, I think that, that snakes do better if they have a a temperature gradient, you know, because then they can pick and choose how they want to be kept. Um, Especially, you know, if one comes down with something or starts to get something, um, you know, it, it being able to choose to get warmer or cooler, you know, depending on how it feels and that kind of thing. You know, okay. I, because a snake in the in the wild would would do that. You know, even if it's sitting silent for a week, it's going to be in a spot that's not going to stay the same temperature. You know, right for that entire week. So I, you know, personal preference. I think that it, it benefits the snakes to be able to pick and choose. You know, within it within a reasonable range, um, right w- where they can be. And you know, I see some snakes. You know, they'll come and go off their heat. Um, so they're definitely using it and you know it's what i've observed in my collection you know so i'm going to keep doing that i think it benefits them um health wise uh over a long period of time you know i know that right. that it's uh it's it's you know that that trend is picking up speed but you know i i, I think that offering snakes a, a thermal gradient is important it's you know it's how
1: they're built i tried you know. that and i didn't have luck with that yeah i yeah. i uh uh, it, it seems like there's more to it than just having ambient temperature. I mean, you have to really adjust the, the prey, um, right. size, you know, how often you're feeding them because, you know, they're they're digesting in different. Slower. Kind of, I guess, yeah, slower, mm-hmm. is, you know, so. You know, because if they take a big
3: meal in, which, you know, I mean, not all prey size in the wild is going to be the same. You know, so if 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 that snake ends up eating something twice as large as its last meal, it's going to go somewhere where it can digest that meal faster because it's vulnerable in that state. You know, it doesn't sure. want to stay in that state. So it's right. going to go and, and, and speed up that metabolism the best it can. So, you know, I think I think it's important to be able to to offer those snakes a choice. Right. But again, that's just, you know, my personal preference. And some people are having a ton of success with it. So, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I've i
1: I've, I've seen it across yeah. all Pythons, green trees, short tails, carpets, you know the all whole kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 I was just curious so. if uh you've had any experience with that. So awesome. Um Okay. Owen, you got anything uh anything else you want to hit on or
2: Well, I mean, obviously uh I would just ask one more time. Uh what would you any kind of tips you would want to give to anybody who wants to try to make the push for full time? I know you said something about getting the accountant, but what else (laughs) would you think would prepare them? Um,
3: you know, uh, yeah, have your ducks in a row. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, not to get too far off snakes, but you know, really no debt. Um, And, you know, health insurance, that's, that's the big one. You know, my wife works at the zoo still and, and, uh, you know, I'm on her health insurance plan. So that was probably the biggest factor really uh, because that's going to be your, that's the biggest expense. Um, you know, if you were to go out on it and not have a plan, you know, you'd have to sell a lot of snakes just to, to be able to do that, you know? So I think that that's important. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I don't know I mean, you know, it is it, It's the dream, but again You know, you're not going to get rich And, um, you know, I just want to be able to to Do what I love um, Every day, you know So I feel fortunate to be able to do it And if we talk next year and I'm working at Lowe's So be it, I gave it a shot, you know what I mean
1: Yeah, you know? man I give, you, uh, I give you a lot of credit Because we all talk about it But you got the balls <laughs> to do it <laughs> You know <laughs>
3: You know, and, and you know, I mean, there, there were a lot of a lot of factors that came into play, but you know, I, I feel confident that that the, the market's still there, and and you know, people are there's more people coming into it, and you know, it's just uh, it's one of those things that um, I just wanted to try it and and give it a go, and and felt comfortable doing it, but yeah, I mean, a few of those a few of those things are are really important, you know, if you want to. To do it without too much trouble or, or worry, you know. I mean, um, uh, you know, as a zookeeper, I wasn't going to be rich either, so it wasn't a a huge gap for me to to jump <laughs> into, you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: right, right, right. Awesome. Okay, so I guess uh, where can people like let's get your information out there so that uh, people are interested in getting into short tails, or uh, they can uh, hit you up.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah, my Facebook page is Cold Blooded Earth, Um and my website is ColdBloodedEarth.com. Um, those are the best two ways to, to get in touch with me. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I love talking shop, so, you know,
1: anytime. Okay. Cool, man. Awesome. Appreciate you coming on with us again, and, uh, you know, hopefully next year we'll be talking about the cool stuff, uh, you know, we can talk with you about what you had going on this upcoming season and you know? all. Thanks again. Cool.
3: Man. Thanks, guys. I I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks a
1: lot. Yep. Yeah. Well,
2: hopefully next time we'll see you at Tinley. So.
1: Yeah. There we <laughs> yeah. <go>. yeah. <laughs> awesome. All
2: right, guys. All right.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Have a good night. Yep. Thanks. All right, you
2: too. Bye bye.
1: So, are you going to go get into short tails now, Owen? Is that the? Mm, uh... No. Oh
2: no. I thought you were sliding no. a chair. No. <laughs> no. No. No, no. I'm gonna leave that to you, Matt, Lon, to whoever else out there. I'm I'm gonna pass. There's good. There's. It, it's almost like the. It, it kind of comes into the whole. First off, I don't like the really heavy-bodied snakes. Um Okay. So it's really never been my cup of tea. The second is if I can't keep them right, I don't want to keep them. So right. and the, apparently the one I was keeping was just too hot cause he's angry all the time. And then over <laughs> at Matt's it like cuddles with him. So, you know what? No, I'm done. Clearly I wasn't doing it right. So I shouldn't do it. Oh, We're done. So, you quit, quick, quick.
1: <laughs> if I don't,
2: yeah. hey, if it doesn't work, doesn't work. Get out. Right. So, you know, on. Yeah. Done.
1: Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, I definitely, uh, you know, we were talking about it through the show, but you, you should check out uh, Nick's Facebook page and his website. He's got some really cool projects and, uh, you know, uh, some really, really cool stuff that uh, that uh, he's working with. So check it out. Uh, you yeah, know, I got a few from him. So <clears throat> good guy. Um, good stuff. So, uh Oh, let's see i guess we'll do the rundown and get the heck out of here so yeah next week i don't know are you here next week or not i, I know am you were not. saying that. i am you,
2: gone next week okay uh, so you, you are flying solo
1: it's no it's me and rob
2: <laughs> oh right uh, the other uh, one the yeah. that guy the one yeah, i got a phone to pick with later
1: oh okay fair enough yeah. um yeah. So next week we're going to be joined by Ralph Polensky from Midwest Serpents. So uh, Ralph works with a variety of Morelia. Uh, he has a bunch of different pythons, a lot of Australian stuff. <clears throat> he also works. Oh. Yeah. He uh, also works with mandarin rat snakes. Which, by the way, man, why don't you yes. have these things?
2: I don't know. They're on my list, and now you're going to have a show. That I'm not going to be part of, and I'm going to listen to, and I'm going to get freaking Mandarin rat snakes later.
1: They're cool, man. He's hatched out some really, really cool Mandarin I've, rat snakes.
2: I've always liked them. I've just been afraid of them because somebody told me this was back when I started that they needed to be cold and wet and blah 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 blah. You know the same crap that they tell you about everything else that likes it a little bit cooler. So yeah, well they do like, like it
1: cooler. I think yeah, it's like Cocks of- Eye. So, do the
2: rhinos, and all I've done right. is not plug them in. So, you know, that's it. So.
1: Yeah, but you could I definitely don't. keep them out in your bar area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like stop. that. Stop. Put them in that stop. goddamn big cage upstairs. Stop. Get rid well, of the monitors. And,
2: well, I'm trying <laughs> to get rid of the monitors. Jesus. First off, stop trying to create my house with a snake in every goddamn room. I like having. Their area, you're a single
1: man, man. You're a single man. I need no wife telling you what to do. Hey, hey, there's a a a point we might want to change
2: that, okay?
1: Well, then (laughs) you you change what you have going on, but in the meantime, live the bachelor dream, you know. I mean, us married guys are like, What the hell, man? You got all this space. I know, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to, uh,
2: I'm (laughs) jealous. Really? Cause that didn't come through. But yeah.
1: uh, How how are you ever gonna get Jim into snakes so that you guys can? Uh, I that told last you. i gonna give
2: him. I'm gonna give him a scrub for Father's
0: death.
1: <laughs> The gift He's that keeps that. on giving.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so your Dad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go he yeah, I mean if you're interested in them dude, you should definitely check out Midwest Serpents' yeah, uh, Facebook. There's you should a, check it there's, out. A, there's a um, there's a
2: breeder of like Asian rat snakes that comes mm-hmm. to Hamburg every once in a while. Um he was at Tinley and I've been following him extensively and I can't uh, that that's going to be the dangerous part of Tinley because I got the rhinos now. So now it's like he's hatching out um, tons of cave dwelling rat snakes, uh, albino beauties, um, mandarins. I mean, he's he's hatched out a ton: calico Chinese beauties, all this other crap. And I'm just watching it, going, oh no. So, oh wow. It, it, I mean, it's I. I'll show you at Tinley because he's going to be there, and I and I'll drag you over to his table. So, uh, if cool. I leave Tinley without those, I think I'm doing good. So. And then apparently I'm uh, I have to I keep forgetting that I'm getting a MacBot Python attendly. So um I need to talk to Dennis about that. So Oh cool. Yeah. Male, video female? Thing. It's a girl. You saw the video that okay. he put on my Facebook. Oh, yeah, one yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like I'm like, hey, that card says O and M.
1: I'm O and M.
2: I guess I guess that's
1: mine. So yeah. yeah. There you go. Cool. So um, how many will that make now? Uh
2: two point two? Yeah. Two point two. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I have another girl. Uh, <laughs> all right. <Yeah>. 2.3. <laughs> yeah. Wow, 2. that's 3. a big yeah. group of class, man. Wow, yeah, well, cool. I have the adult girl. I have the juvie girl. And then this will be a baby girl. And then uh, I have the adult male. And I have a juvie boy. So, Okay. yeah, All right. They better awesome. pretty breathe Anyway, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not bitter at all. <laughs>
1: <Huh>. <laughs> I think they're pretty easy to... Uh, no. <laughs> Shut up, <all> right? <laughs> I don't know. I've never bred them, so I don't know. Uh, I had, I know had one
2: I had a problem with my older girl, and she got bound up and died. So that was the only thing that stopped me. And now I've been waiting. So we're gonna give it a better shot this year. So
1: yeah, it's just it we'll home,
2: produce. and we'll give it a shot.
1: I think you'll produce them this year. I think. God, we'll I hope see. so. Maybe macaws so. from Rogue Reptiles. Uh, God, I hope sure. so. That would be cool. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's see. Bah, bah, bah. All right, Morelli Python Radio. You can check out our website, Um You can check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, to listen to the show. Just whatever podcast app you use, uh, iTunes being the main one. Um, but if not, you can listen right on the Blog Talk page, which is Blog Talk Radio slash Python Radio dot com um and you can follow the show there if you have any questions comments suggestions etc uh stuff that i said wrong stuff that owen said wrong don't throw that out (laughs) there (laughs) yeah i know you can email us at uh info at moray python com. um as far as the carpet fest situation don't forget the northwest carpet fest is right around the corner Uh, September 16th. It's at 5 p.m. uh, And it's at uh, Doug Taylor's place. So if you uh, are interested in going to that, uh, you can follow him over on the Facebook page uh, or just uh, message Doug Taylor and, uh, you know, work it out from there. But uh, that should be cool. Southeast Carpet Fest is in the works. uh, And if you're planning, if you're interested in getting involved, uh, you can reach out to Ian Bissell, uh, and uh, he'll be able to give you some more info. I want to say it's February – shit, I forget. Febu- uh, it's at the beginning of – end of February, middle of February. Um...
2: Oh, no, no. Now you just named the entire month of February. So
1: <laughs> I was hoping you that you know... didn't notice that. I'm not I sure the did. exact date. I, I, I don't... I'm sorry. Me after six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Um yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't even know if they have that date set in stone yet. but It's uh, in February. We know that much. Yeah, it's in February, yeah. so I uh, thought it was again. The 10th. So or is Could that, be. I don't know. It sounds right. Who knows? All right. Ian Bissell, S&J Reptiles, check it out. Um, uh, you can see what's going on. Um, let's see. Reptilinks. Uh man, I'm telling you, that stuff is liquid gold, man. Um that's that yeah. Woo. I had a water python that was uh not that it was a is a tricky feeder, but um for some reason it wouldn't eat consistently. Holy shit man. Yeah. A Little sprinkle of that on there, boom, off to the races. Um
2: Yeah, I'm gonna get me a bottle. I got a I got a caramel that is kind of messing me up here. So
1: Yeah, they have uh lizard, gecko, frog, and fish so multitude of uh scents uh, that you work you can uh, work with uh so reptilinks.com. not to mention the fact that you know they actually have the reptilinks, uh, which is uh which is awesome as well um, and they do whole prey too so uh reptilinks.com, check it out um, they got a lot of cutting edge stuff when it comes to uh um, reptile nutrition uh for sure um Myself, E.B. Morelia, you can follow what I'm doing, uh, Facebook page, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, check out my website, ebmorelia.com. If you have any questions, comments, send it to eric at ebmorelia.com. I will, well, I was supposed to do it today, but I'll probably do it tomorrow. Um, I'm starting to uh, go through and start to figure out what I'm bringing to Tinley, uh, and I'm going to put it up for sale on the website and the Facebook page. So just stay tuned for that. Um, I'll probably do maybe a couple at a time as we get closer, um, which we hope to see you guys all there, uh, mm-hmm. at Tinley park. Um, uh, I just wanted to say real quick, we do have a lot of cool episodes coming up. Um, a couple real quick. Uh, I know we talked about, um, Ralph, but we also have forest fanning, um, that should be a pretty cool show. Um, Forrest is uh, does a, I think I was saying last week that he does um, crocodile morphs.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That should be interesting to talk. Not to mention he does chondros and uh, a whole whole load of different snakes and reptiles and stuff. So uh, that'll be fun to talk to him. Um, and that's all I got. It's all you. Cool. All right, uh, you can go
2: to rogue-reptiles.com Check out all the stuff we got going on over there All our animals that are for sale Are listed there You can also look up rogue-reptiles On facebook.com And check us out there Give us a like um, I have a bunch of stuff for sale there as well We will be posting ads On Kingsnick and fauna Probably at the end of the week So keep your eyes peeled for those as well The next reptile show that I will be vending will be the October Tinley Park reptile show in Chicago, but I will be attending most of the reptile shows on the East coast in the Pennsylvania tri-state area. So I think the next one coming up is not this weekend, but the weekend following first weekend in September. uh, I'm sorry. Second weekend in September is the white plains reptile show. So I'm pretty sure I'll be there um, so we can also deliver animals to those kind of shows. So drop us a line. Uh, That's all we have for you all tonight. So we will say thank you for listening, and we're going to catch everybody back here next week, minus me, (laughs) for some more Moralia Python Radio.